Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. You are now listening to the Save Cast, the number one old school RuneScape podcast featuring guests from all across Gellinor. To support this podcast, visit the Patreon link in the description. All right, welcome to the Sebe cast number 42 with Autumn Elegy. Autumn Elegy, it is an absolute pleasure to finally hear from you on the cast. Uh, it's definitely been uh, at least like a month since we kind of started hinting at the podcast for real. So um, I'm glad that it's finally come and I'm excited. How are you? How are you today? I'm great. Yeah, I'm really happy to be on the cast. I'm a fan of. I haven't listened to all of them, but I've listened to a few, and I've I've uh, lurked in your stream here and there. So yeah, I'm really glad to be here. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really cool to be in my position to like get to talk to all these legends. In my eyes, you're. I mean, you and a lot of others that I've talked to are actually legends uh, because I started watching you. Started watching your YouTube and everything back in 2015, like super late 2015. Wow. And uh, I remember your mining streams. I would always just lurk in your mining streams. And uh, <laughs> I was never really like a skiller. Like, I don't know. I would just, just play the game. But I was super into the players that would dedicate a large portion of their time to the game. I just thought that was just really cool to watch. So Yeah, that was, that was kind of the heyday for me when I was streaming and playing by far the most yeah no it was uh it was cool it was just like it's so simple it's it's kind of weird in a way because you're literally streaming one thing just you mining (laughs) over and over but yeah Yeah, i don't know why people watched honestly (laughs) it's like the uh i don't know what it is it's like just watching the journey it's just like watching somebody that's really dedicated towards something it could be just a person staring at a wall honestly for like (laughs) It really doesn't matter as long as they're like dedicated toward it. I think it's interesting to watch. So, well, yeah, I'm glad so many people enjoyed those streams. I, I feel like I thought they were never that good, and I thought they were like just really boring, and I didn't have like the same you know high energy personalities a lot of streamers, and I was also just doing the same thing straight for six months. <laughs> so yeah. I was 
I'm, I'm very flattered that people like actually enjoyed those streams and and still like people comment on that like if i stream these days people say that they like miss the mining streams and stuff and i'm like wow yeah interesting and it might be partly like nostalgic factor to it yeah i imagine so yeah but uh no it was cool and back in 2015 2016 ish i just remember like runescape was more of a xp game i feel like rather than yeah PD. yeah there was definitely more like skilling streamers nowadays i have a hard time finding any skillers with any amount of views on twitch yeah it is a little it's just different it's completely different the whole yeah. twitch section's like overrun by iron men and uh just pvmers and hardcores yeah exactly yeah hardcore is like easy mode to get views yeah basically <laughs> literally um yeah, no, I think those are like the golden days though, like 2015, 2016ish. Yeah, those those were really fun times. Yeah. Totally different times, and I I wouldn't do it again now, but I had a lot of fun back then. So, obviously we have a bunch of topics to cover today. I'm really excited. Um yeah. the first one I kind of want to talk about is just your history with the game and what kind of got you into it in the first place and then what got you into making youtube videos and then like streaming and stuff yeah sure um i started playing in 2005 i was eight years old and you know had no idea what was going on in the game it took us me and my brother both played he's a little bit older than me it took us like months to figure out that banks existed that kind of thing um we had a blast playing and i we just kept playing uh, I was always a little bit more into it than my brother and was also more into skilling. Um, so I think by like 2009 or 2010, I got my first 99 and then I gradually worked on maxing. And then I maxed, uh, I guess it was shortly after RS3 came out or after EOC came out or whatever. I think it was like 2012 or 2013. Um, and that was shortly before Old School came out, which was 2013. And I was always really big into watching YouTubers. So I was watching like Alkin and uh, Rune Shark, uh, Suomi, definitely others that I can't think of. Just like the OG RuneScape YouTubers. I was yeah. really into it. I would watch them all the time while I was playing. And then I discovered Twitch in probably like 2013-ish and started watching streamers also. And I just really liked it. I thought it was really cool. And... um I wanted to do it. And so it actually, my first uh, RuneScape social media was actually Tumblr, <laughs> believe it or not. Wow. There was actually a pretty big RuneScape Tumblr scene in like 2012-ish. And so at first I just had this Tumblr blog and I was posting like pictures and stuff. It was basically the same as Twitter now. Yeah, okay. Um, you would just like follow the RuneScape hashtag on Tumblr. And... And then in 2014, I started making YouTube videos. I think it was like the very beginning of 2014. And my first videos were actually on a level three skiller on old school that I played here and there. I got a few 99s on it. My first old school 99 was actually on that account. And then eventually I switched back to my main account. I did play old school on release on my main. And I mostly was just going for like nostalgia leveling up combats and slayer and like doing some pvm and stuff i wasn't planning to max or anything 
I just maxed on RS3. And then I went back to RS3 for a bit, did comp, almost trimmed, but burned out of Castle Wars. And then after that, I came back to old school on my main and got more serious about it. So what and was... That... Oh, sorry for interrupting. Uh, what what was like the um, point where you decided OSRS over RS3 completely? Was it around that time when you um... burned from Castle Wars, you think? Yeah, I burned from Castle Wars. I didn't really have anything else on that game that I was super interested in doing, and I wasn't into post-max XP very much at the time. And so I just decided to go back to old school because there was different things to do there that I hadn't done before, and the community there was a lot more active. And I I mean, I just preferred the old school feel in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever asked a guest this, but I think you would be a good guest to ask. Uh, there have been previous people I've talked to that were kind of around during like the 2012 transitioning into 2013 era. Mm. I just want to know, like, what was the player mindset generally toward RS3? Because I swear, so I came into the game in 2015 and there was always just this like negative aura about RS3, like RS3 yeah. is shit. But like, when did that actually happen? Because... I feel like old school at the beginning was kind of like a dead game mode, like it was dying. Yeah, old school it was huge on release, and then six months later, it was had very very low player counts. Um, as far as RS three, I remember when EOC was announced. EOC and RS three were actually separate things, but they came at a similar time and were both like pretty significant changes. RS three was more like the interface changes to where you could like drag interfaces around and the interfaces look different you could like scale them and it, there was like more mm. interface customization and then eoc was obviously complete combat system overhaul and eoc came out in 2012 but it was it was like uh, announced quite a bit before there and then there was like a beta and there was a lot of hype around it and personally i remember being like really excited about it i was like wow this is like you know such a new like modern combat system that's gonna be a lot more interesting and um and then it came out and everyone was unhappy with it because for one thing it was kind of half-baked i don't really remember a lot of the details but i just remember that like there are a lot of issues and like things that hadn't really been thought out very well as is typical with a lot of stuff that darius releases Mm. um so people were pretty upset with that and once they tried it once and like were kind of overwhelmed and saw some issues with it then the tide kind of turned and mm. a lot of people were mad about it. And, like, I remember being excited for the release and then logging in and trying some stuff. And it was, like, so different that it was just hard to recognize the game. Yeah. Like, I went to go do my Slayer task and I was like, I have no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> and that's, I think, when things kind of turned. I mean, Jagex has never really had a good reputation with the players as far as I can remember. As early as, early as like, when they removed free trade yeah that was the turning yes. point yeah uh once the, I, th- I feel like once the gowers were not as involved the things kind of just went downhill so people have always been complaining about shagix like as long as i can remember pretty much yeah um but yeah that that was definitely a big turning point where a lot of people were pretty upset about uh the old combat system being completely gone and i think that's part of why people were well it's part of why people asked for old school and it eventually came yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you see, like, I swear to God, like, you'll see 
a Twitter change where they'll just simply change the font and everyone starts freaking out. Like just <laughs> tiny little changes like that. Like even with like, I don't know, iPhone operating system, just any operating system, whenever they make a little change. That, that's why you just see tiny little changes most of the time because huge yeah. overhauls are just usually horrible. Yeah. It's so foreign. And it's too bad because it, it does seem like these days RS3 has a pretty decent combat system and they have released some pretty good PVM content. But I think a lot of people still have that negative mindset towards it and don't really want to try it or learn it. Yeah, I feel like, I think like a year ago or so, everyone kind of hopped on the RS3 bandwagon slightly. Yeah, it's interesting. I want to say that Ying and Trick may have been responsible for that. Not not sure, but both of them started playing RS3 like a few years before it became more popular with the old school community interesting and a sick nerd as well started like going hard on it mm -hmm. and uh even some really uh like at least streamers that i like really know and really love to watch like ladius is like a god pvmer he started streaming it as well re slash for a little bit and then it, of course it kind of dies down i don't i don't really know how that works exactly because runescape's definitely a game you get like attached to but i swear like everyone that went on the bandwagon kind of just eventually hopped off went back to old school so hmm. yeah i haven't i haven't actually really watched much rs3 because like when i do i usually have no idea what's going on <laughs> yeah i have but zero like, clue <laughs> i don't know if you've heard of him there's this guy uh, what's his name dragon seance have you heard of dragon seance i don't think so he's a pretty og runescape youtuber and I've been following him for ages, but he plays RS3. He never went to old... Well, I think he actually has an old-school account, but he still primarily plays RS3. And he's, like, the only RS3 streamer I'll ever watch sometimes, mostly just because I, like, have been watching him for a long time. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, the game's completely foreign to me. Yeah. And I don't think I could exactly. ever... I don't think I could ever get into it, especially because the things I hear about it are more... Like, everything's kind of like a daily or an hourly. Or, like, you just log in, do your completionist stuff, and then just... Yeah, yeah. I mean, even when I was playing, like, seven, eight years ago now, it was still, like, very much like that. There were so many, like, chores, basically, that, like, yeah. if you were to play the first hour or two of your gameplay every day was just dailies, and then you do what you're going to do, which I just didn't really like. So what was the turning point for OSRS to stop dying, I guess? Well, I think it was probably Godward's Dungeon release. That's when a lot of people came back, and it gave people a lot of stuff to do. The The majority of players are always going to be into a PVM. That's just how it is and mm -hmm. how it's always been. So a major PVM update like that is going to bring people back. And Godward's Dungeon, if I'm not mistaken, it came out like late 2013, I think. Yeah, I believe so. And... Yeah, that brought a little... Also, Nightmare Zone came out, I think it was like August of 2013, and that made training uh, melees and all, all combats like way easier. So it allowed a lot of people to easily get up their melees and prepare for Nightmare Zone, or for God Dungeon. Yeah, I want to actually ask you what your thoughts were on Six Hour Guthans, because I came back to the game September 2015, and my whole... So I, I quit in 2007. And I remember seeing anybody above 100 combat was like a total legend. Like, you're a legend back yeah. then. And then I came back and I would see, like, these level 122s, you know, <laughs> that are just yeah, everywhere. Yeah, no prayer. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah like 60 prayer max melees just like what is happening yeah. and then uh yeah. i started watching some youtube videos about nightmare zone i'm like this is the worst thing like this this alone has destroyed this game like, i was so pissed off about that update and i barely got back into the game yeah i i've always hated nightmare zone um and i was especially the six hour guffins which just so broken it was insane yeah but yeah i i've always been anti nightmare zone it it did very significantly change the game because it just made the barrier to entry on like high level pvm almost nothing whereas before it basically like doubled to tripled the and made more afk and cheaper melee training yeah whereas before you do like bandits or something if you really wanted to afk melees and it was kind of expensive and now you're just like break even a profit six hour afks all this crazy stuff yeah faster xp that's ridiculous and it lasted for years i think right like oh yeah i can't remember exactly when it was that they got rid of six hour guffins but what was the reason like why did they not stop it was it just because they saw it being like profitable for the company just people getting to high stats so they'd stick a, a stick around longer or like that must have been i, it, I don't right? know if they ever gave a good reason it was just one of those things where people kept bothering them repeatedly and they didn't really do anything and they just kept stalling Jeez. and then you know it had been two years and then they finally did something that kind of thing it's, that's happened with a lot of different things <laughs> oh that's so Zero, frustrating etc what did you think about the ge coming out i think i watched I was... a video of yours actually on that but... yeah i have a video i can i could probably dig it up from the archive um <laughs> I made a video the day before GE came out. We're just like walking around the area of Varrock where it would be to mm. showcase the last time that you'll wow. see that part of the game. I, I, I voted no to GE. Um, I just like, obviously the old trading system was very inefficient and frustrating a lot of the times for people who were un, are unfamiliar. It, people would trade on Zybez. You just make a buy or sell offer post on there. You scroll through them. You PM the person that you found or somebody PM you. And then you might haggle. You might buy like one magic seed, that kind of thing. It, it was maybe slightly better than just camping on World 2 G or World 2 Varrock West. But Jeez. still like, you know, it was a pain. Yeah, it, it was a pain. But it was also kind of fun and kind of forced some player interaction that is, it doesn't happen anymore yeah and it, it the game was was different like finding odd items for quests and whatever else was a non-trivial task people would make money by collecting all of the items you need to do like rfd and then selling it to as a bulk single trade for like a few hundred k even though the items would be worth like 20k if you bought yeah. the g and there were fun things like that going on i just i think that like i liked the old school feel of manual trading even if it was frustrating and absolutely no i just I, thought it was a fun piece of the game i completely agree back then i, I was kind of sad because my my roommate i was doing sales <clears throat> in las vegas at the time 2015 and my roommate introduced wow. me to old school and as soon as he said the ge was in it i instantly just kind of like i don't know i was just disappointed i was like that's not really old school you know like yeah, the GE feels very new school, you know? Like, yeah. it's a very optimized, automated, uh, no-player interaction type of thing. Yeah, the th the thing I really missed about, like, playing back in the day was bank sales. Just 
You get to oh, just yeah. stand and look at everybody's stuff and just be like, wow, like this guy's like <laughs> selling a bunch of like cool stuff. And yeah, this fun. if you see somebody selling anything now, you instantly know it's a scam because there's no reason to sell anything to anybody. Yeah, unless it's like a super high value item or something. Yeah, maybe. yeah, like above max cash maybe, but Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it used to be it used to be fun to just like go to Vera Quest World 2 and just you know buy your barrow sets there or i think there might have been some trading at falador east also but i'm not sure it was mostly rare quest yeah and uh i will just say like the grand exchange area just looks so depressing i don't know what it is it's just, it's in it's ginormous it needs, it needs some decoration you know it's yeah. very gray there's like especially like early on now there's a little bit of things in the corners and stuff but like yeah yeah oh my god it just looks horrible everything's gray and then yeah. everyone's just centered around the the middle of it and viable skills were pretty different especially in like very early old school also like especially herb lore it was just so difficult because you had to do so much buying and selling of all these weird items and a lot of like a lot of the secondaries people just weren't collecting because there'd be like three people buying them so the like the first people to get 99 herb lore it was really an, an interesting feat of you know players working together more than just making potions wasn't herb lore like actually profitable I, I i mean i don't actually know was, correct me yeah. if i'm wrong it was profitable beforehand right yeah it was because really because like the buying and selling was so cumbersome that a lot of people didn't want to do it and a lot of people needed potions still yeah and also things like farming the first player to get to normal farming etsk he was buying magic seeds off of off of zyba's trades while doing nature rc and often the trades would be like one to five magic seeds at a time <laughs> and he was constantly buying them like he, his whole life was centered around farming ticks like he would sleep between farming <laughs> oh, ticks yeah. and not miss any of them. I forgot and so he about would be that. online like all the time just buying magic and palm seeds. So, okay, I do remember the farming ticks were updated recent I mean, years ago now. It feels recent still, but uh he couldn't even hop worlds, right? Like people would have to come to him because if he hopped worlds it would like kind of reset the yeah ticks, yeah right? that was a big part of it is that people would always try to get him to like hop <laughs> to their world and he would be like no i can't hop <laughs> that is so funny yeah it was, it was a different time it just Absolutely. it did have a bit more old school feel then i will say yeah yeah now uh i i really wish i could play back then although it did come with a lot of super tedious things and i think i i talked about it with um I think it was Mr. Mammal uh, a couple weeks ago, just about like the old interfaces where like if you wanted to fletch something, you had to always type in like nine yeah. nine or something or just like two numbers <laughs> real quick and then click enter. Yeah, and they were so inconsistent because some of them would have a make all and some of them would only have <laughs> yeah. make X, that kind of thing. And like the, I will say um, now when you try to make all or make X or whatever, it's like it comes up with a button that truly looks like it was made for mobile because it's like the size of your yeah. thumb but like yeah. it is a lot better than just this tiny little click box i remember like at blast furnace you'd have this tiny little section to click the make all thing and it was kind of obnoxious yeah, yeah. those kind of changes like 
they definitely are good for usability of the game. I think like it's kind of funny and doesn't really bother me personally in my gameplay to deal with those funny little things, but like if you want your game to be more polished, it definitely makes sense. Yeah. Back in the early days, I think there was also no withdraw X. I'm trying to think. I think it was just withdraw all. So if you were doing like 14 by 14 skills, you just had to uh, withdraw 10 and then click four times. And then you would deposit all of one item, then withdraw all of one item, then deposit the other, and then withdraw the other so that you could keep the 14. I see. Yeah. Things like that. I remember like uh, serum two oh seven. I don't know what they're. I don't know what the number is. Like those serums that were like you could just spam click them. You'd have like one row of seven, and then another row, and then you would like, yeah, you'd kind of do the banking thing where like you keep the items aligned properly, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> interesting. And there is no escape to close bank, which so you had to move your mouse up to. The oh bank god, the <laughs> that's bad. And there was no. Uh, click space to skip through dialogue i don't think nope yeah that's... there wasn't even tab to reply to pms on release what was fight caves like on in like early to early 2013 what was it like to get a fire cave was that still like very respectable or people kind of already know how to do it uh i wouldn't say it was as big a deal as it was in actual like 06 07 type times because you know, people had been doing them for years. It was yeah. still obviously harder because gear was pretty limited. But I don't at least personally I didn't think it was as big a deal and it definitely was more common. I think I actually got my first fire cape on old school with um I think it was melee only. I think I did it with a dragon halberd because I didn't feel like <laughs> training ranged. Yeah. So you would just stand a tile back and hit everything so they didn't melee? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's Which was tedious. stupid, but it worked. Okay, so you also, I do remember you got your Infernal Cape, I think around a month after it came out. Yeah, it was about a month. Um, And you were always a skiller, so I want to ask, what was, what was that like completing that? And did you feel like you would be able to complete it, even though you have such a, you, you had at the time such a large skilling background? Yeah, I thought it was really fun and probably some of the best content that has come out that I've played in old school. Um, I did. I, mean, I had some PVM experience because after I maxed, I was doing PVM for a while, going for pets. But I was never, like, I obviously did a lot more skilling than PVMing. I probably had, like, less than a thousand hours of PVM overall. Um, so, yeah, getting back into some PVM was fun and... Yeah, I learned some, like, before that I didn't know how to do the one-tick prayer flicking because mm -hmm. I'd never really had to learn it. So that was a, a very useful thing that I picked up while doing Infernal Cape. Um, and yeah, I thought it was really fun. I think I spent about a week just doing attempts before I got it. I think I did like maybe 30 attempts. Got to Zuck, I think, seven times before I killed him. Yeah, that was back in the day where there was, I don't think there was really tile markers. And that shield, you just had to stick to it like glue and like I yeah don't know. i think i did it on vanilla client I don't think oh I jesus that's, stuff. that's rough but i did borrow an arcane and or not an arcane an ellie and maybe something else from a friend mm. i think i borrowed an ellie and tebow made it obviously a lot easier yeah but still 
and I, I think there was even changes throughout the waves. I think when uh, like a major would revive something, it would like off tick. Initially, yeah, I don't know when that, that was happened to me once. I oh, think, that's horrible. I think what it was is I was standing like two or three tiles away from a major, killing it, and then it respawned something and then stepped towards me and meleeed me. Wow! Just out of nowhere, I was like, "What the yeah, fuck?" That's obnoxious. So, the other thing I kind of want to cover, like olden days, is uh, these tick manipulation methods that oh, yeah. came to light. Uh, so I remember way back watching people start four ticking barbarian fishing using a tree. <laughs> yeah, I think Lelador was the first one that I saw doing that. And there was only one spot you could do it at. It was kind of a, a meme, but <laughs> it was like a, a real method that you could do. Yeah. So what, and, uh, I remember watching old Jebram videos where he oh, would yeah, just, uh, videos. yeah, he would like do the whole, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's funny watching it like nowadays because it just looks like so ancient and just like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, you know, uh, yeah. but back in the day, I mean, fishing was just AFK, correct? Like in 2013 when people fished or when people chopped trees, it was AFK there was no real way to speed it up right at least for the majority yeah. of people yeah the best people would do is like i remember the first person to do tunable woodcutting whose name is escaping me now but he did it at teaks in taiwanai and um he would do this he would drop logs with a tinderbox by just using the tinderbox on the log and then clicking back on the the tree mm. so that you wouldn't have to right click drop and that would also make it so that he could move between trees without losing ticks. So there were like little things like that that people figured out, but it took a while before any like, you know, below the normal amount of ticks per attempt methods were figured out. Pretty sure the first one was barb fishing. And I think that people knew that you could do cut eat fishing because I think that existed at some point in pre EOC, but I don't know exactly what it was, but I think there was an update that happened at some point in old school that made it so that it was possible again. And before that, it actually wasn't possible. I could be wrong though. Interesting. And then, but yeah, uh, that was, that was kind of where most of it started is with cut eat fishing and then the like tree fishing thing. And then people figured out that you could start a four cycle by trying to light a log and then things expanded from there. Yeah. Crazy date that I don't know. And there was like, I remember talking to Randy. He was talking about the skilling cups and stuff and how oh, yeah. he would like <laughs> people would like hide their methods waiting for the skilling cup to come out. That was so fun. <laughs> the, the most fun one was two tick wood cutting because that was just like a, a total bombshell. Yeah, that's when insane. And we, <laughs> we got the five hours that were all like upwards of 200k each or something like that. Wow. And it was just like miles ahead of anybody else. Was there any thought of... Uh, if we use this, we're going to get banned for bug abuse or was it pretty much like fair game? Like just anybody can do anything. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there's certain things that it's, it's almost like you don't even want to publicize it because it's so good. But Yeah. I can't remember really being that concerned about that because we knew about some other like three tick methods. Snow is a big thing. Also people started using snow for barb fishing. Mm. People like trick and King did that to 200 mil. Um, but yeah, I don't really remember being super concerned about being banned, but with two tick woodcutting, 
there was a period of time where only like between five and seven people knew about it. And those were the people in Hexus who were doing the hours for the Skilling Cup. One of whom was me, which I felt uh, very honored to be on that uh, exclusive list. That's awesome. I want to talk about the mining journey. And uh, as well, I also want to talk about Acid Soul and how he motivated you to do that. So first off, I want to ask about how did 3Tick 4G come into uh, fruition, I guess, and how did it become like what it is today as like the highest XP mining in the game? Who who deserves the credit for it? Uh, I think the credit there does have to go to, well, let me think. So me, me and AJ were both doing post-max mining at the same time in uh, very early 2016. And uh, the method that, well, the method that people were doing for the skilling cup earlier, I guess in probably 2015, was using purple sweets, um, which obviously isn't tenable long term because of how expensive it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so people were trying to come up with a method that was, was actually doable that wouldn't break the bank. So the first method that people figured out was um, doing four tick between when you're moving between the rocks at 2s2g with uh fire making so you drop a couple logs at each spot try to light the log and then move over and then you'd save a tick over just moving normally so that was the first thing that people figured out and i did that until like maybe 20 something mil mining xp and me and aj were both doing that and then and then we figured out or i don't actually know who exactly figured out but somebody figured out that you could three tick as opposed instead of four ticking with uh van braces crafting um spiky van braces yeah so then we started doing that because i was obviously faster doing that at 2s2g um and then shortly after that people discovered you could also do it with herb tar which was just a bit more convenient because you could carry a bunch of grimy herbs instead of just carrying like one of each color of van brace in your inventory Mm -hmm. um so then we started doing 2S2G with Tar, and that was pretty good. And I think the, the fire-making method was like 85k an hour, and then Tar at 2S2G was upwards of 100k an hour, which was crazy mining rates at the time because, you know, Acid Soul did it at like 65k an hour. Yeah. But that was also after the Barrack Armor and the mining outfit had been released, which Acid didn't have. Yeah. So that he, boosted things a bit too. He used... Well, I know the dragon pick isn't doesn't really boost it when you're tick manipulating, but did he have a dragon pick for part of his grind? I can't really remember. Yeah, it did come out, I think, when he was like pretty high, like maybe 170 or so. He has a video okay. talking about it. Um and yeah, it didn't it didn't change things a huge amount. I think it did boost basic two SG rates maybe like five K an hour or something like that. Mm. But yeah, if you're doing four G doesn't affect it much at all if if at all um but anyways so then obviously after we realized that we could move between rocks without losing any time then it meant that having rocks clustered next to a a square no longer mattered as long as they were within two tiles of each other so you could you can move between them in one tick um so then the 4g spot was kind of 
sticking out to, I guess, both me and AJ. I think I might have actually kind of theorized of the method of my own accord once I realized how all this stuff worked, but I didn't really want to do it because it seemed hard. (laughs) And then I saw AJ was doing it. I like hopped to a world and he was on that world by chance. (laughs) And I was like, shit. (laughs) I think I had like tried it for like half an hour or something and found it really difficult. And I was like, fuck it, this isn't worth it. Yeah. So I just went back to what I was comfortable with. And then when I came across AJ doing it, I was like, damn, I guess I got to actually learn this. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Just by chance, you just randomly hop, see him. He just insta-logged out. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So it's so funny because three tick 4g for players now like high level players it's pretty easy actually and in fact it's like very rhythmic and compared to certain methods like 1.5 tick teaks and other things like that it's actually pretty mm-hmm. chill so yeah. what what it's was it like in the day Cause i also remember i don't know where i heard this um it might have been one of your videos or something or somebody else's video but I think you had said like this isn't sustainable long term. Like yeah, I think that's how I was feeling when I first tried it. Is just that it was like really difficult to maintain. I was misclicking like crazy. It took me many hours of doing it before I could do it pretty consistently, and it was also a lot more taxing. Just you know, all the the clicks and moving the mouse so much was just like exhausting for my hands and wrists at first. Oh yeah. Yeah, no. And yeah, it, it was different then. Like, obviously, there was no shift dropping. So, dropping yep. with mouse keys or AHK. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I I remember for a while the the um, camera shifting was still there as like the bot prevention measure oh, where the camera yeah. would randomly shift. So that just like so tedious threw me off all the time because I was like having to click in pretty different locations on the game as it shifted. Um, I guess with Runelight now you can even just like left click drop without having to use shift and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty. But yeah, nice. it, it it was different and it was definitely more challenging than any of the other methods that existed at the time, anyways. Did you during your grind? Was it ever like? public knowledge about having to drop both rocks the tick prior to get the double roll or was that just something i swear like i was watching i think it was like a vestfold video super long and it was like everyone's mining rates were around 120k because they like weren't dropping the two rocks before landing on the next rock and so they wouldn't actually get the double roll so those are kind of like the rates. And then people started to realize, I just don't know when that was when people realized that you had to make sure you actually clicked the rock without any other thing interrupting it for a full tick. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly not sure that I knew that. <laughs> yeah, no, because I, I mean, I didn't even know about that until probably 2018, 2019, probably. And even then yeah, but... I didn't really understand why it would it wouldn't work interesting yeah i have kind of been curious like how people are getting these 130 something six hours because that didn't seem possible to me when i was doing it yeah so that maybe that explains some of it it was always just i don't think me or aj knew about that yeah i don't think many people know about i only know about it because uh the summit which is like a discord i'm in they just talk about 
craziest five head things ever and uh <laughs> i just start picking up things i'm like oh like okay that works i just kind of lurk in there discover some things but oh yeah absolutely there's no way like anybody any like normal person that's just grinding that would ever come to that conclusion i feel like because it's really hard to just test um, yeah for sure and it would be almost point like you would almost ask like why are you even testing this like what was was the reason why you'd even test it but yeah no that's uh that's how i think it's i think max is like 133k like on average wow yeah interesting i guess this goes to show that i'm a bit out of touch with the the member skilling meta these days yeah no and like because you were grinding back in 2016 this was just not even known at that time so so I was yeah, just unless AJ was was keeping that secret from me or something. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> so how how was that how was that race? By the way, it was so much fun. It was it was really intense. It was just me and him. We were both going pretty hard. What was and rank both... three at? Or no, sorry, who was rank? What was rank four at? XP wise, uh, when you guys were racing. That's a good question. I mean, I think that. Rank four was probably Secret Dwarf, who was at like ninety something mil, and he had he had quit there. Mm. So I think once both of us got past him, I think he stayed rank four for quite a while. There was like one other person, I think it was Acornia maybe, who was doing MLM, getting like really slow rates compared yeah. to us, but just gradually grinding it. And I don't remember anybody else that was really doing significant, consistent post XP. Yeah, that would be... But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Me and AJ, we would chat here and there, but mostly it was just, you know, looking at each other's CML pages. <laughs> and I was like, the whole time I was very slowly gaining on him. So I think at the beginning I was maybe like 30 mil behind him. And at one point I was like very, very close to passing him at, at like the 180 mil mark. Wow. And then he did a like 140 week quit his job Jesus. The, rank. <laughs> the dedication yeah it was crazy that was like the big big blow up because i was actually on on track to pass him and get the rank too um because i was grinding really hard for the last month but and he had a job and i was i was off for the summer for the last yeah. couple months of it um but yeah he quit his job and then did that crazy week and kept his rank that's insane so did you see that he was like going really hard did you like try to push yourself or was it just out of reach uh i was i was pushing myself but yeah it was out of reach like i, I couldn't play that much and yeah i was already going pretty hard and yeah. i would have had to just do hours that <laughs> are inhuman to be able to yeah. pass them still um I, this was actually a Twitter topic. We haven't even really touched Twitter yet, but um, somebody was asking about the polyphasic sleeping. Oh uh, yeah, and you made a few videos on that. I remember listening, and I've listened to even I think even AJ, some of his videos. I think he would do that. Yeah, I think I might have gotten the idea from him. That was something I was interested in back then, really, just because I wanted to be able to put in more RuneScape hours because I really wanted to get the best like the fastest 200 mil and have my weeks be as strong as i could so the idea of polyphasic is that you 
sleep for like short periods of time uh dispersed throughout the day rather than one long sleep and theoretically you can sleep fewer hours and the most extreme version of there are like a lot of different documented schedules you could do the most extreme one was where you'd sleep for 20 minutes every uh like four hours or something like that so you're only sleeping like a few hours a day but i'm not sure that it's like a real thing that you can actually do there are like a few people on youtube who like try it and some of them seem to have some success but it seems still like really difficult and if you have any like obligations in life and yeah. it's also pretty hard to maintain as a schedule you i feel like you just have to completely shut off all light sources as well just like be mm. in your man cave because i feel like i don't know like i guess you would get better at it because i i was always uh really intrigued by it i absolutely had no interest in trying it because that just sounded horrible but um yeah i just feel like trying to fall asleep in in a very short amount of time for 20 minutes just sounds absolutely miserable and impossible yeah yeah the people there's a subreddit for for it also and people would say like if they tried it the first week was just like insane sleep deprivation and then eventually they were just so exhausted that they would fall asleep very quickly mm. but the transition period was like really brutal and you can't really like i'm just trying to think like with that little of sleep well he, here's something that's interesting is like i knew this like uh veteran in the military or something and he claimed i don't have any proof but he would claim that he had only sleep three hours a day like that was his consistent thing was he only slept three hours a day and i think i've heard of other people that can just do that like their body's just used to it but i don't know how you even live like a physically active or healthy life like that i feel like your body literally needs sleep or else you can't function properly like your brain starts yeah. shutting off yeah it seems impossible i don't know like these days i sleep eight or nine hours and if i sleep less than that then i'm tired and not happy yeah interesting yeah i sleep about nine hours most nights yeah i did i did try some polyphasic a bit i think the one that i did for the longest was like an hour and a half nap during the day and then five hours at night so it was like slightly shorter than i was sleeping normally and that was actually kind of nice but once again like as soon as you have to do anything other than sit in your room all day then it becomes harder to maintain this kind of yeah, schedule absolutely i think my plan was to try to like ease myself into gradually more extreme schedules rather than just trying to go cold turkey and having like a week of misery yeah but i never like got that far with it yeah interesting do are were there any so i know so like you got the idea from aj was did he have any success doing that i want to say he did have more success than i did i don't remember exactly but i feel like i remember him talking about doing some more extreme schedules and i mean with his week towards the end he, he was sleeping like two hours a day or something wow <laughs> Crazy. yeah i don't know how he did I, I don't think i could ever do that they're just built different uh, yeah aj is insane that man just like doesn't give up i have no idea what he's doing these days actually i don't even know if he still plays but back yeah then, I don't, he was I, a machine i haven't i haven't heard much about him um i want to 
kind of shift over to Acid Soul a little bit. So who, for those that don't know, who is Acid Soul? Acid Soul is rank one mining on old school. And he got 200 mil. He finished it in 2014. It took him, I think, close to a year. And he did it with like vanilla 2S2G, mostly rune pick at about 60 to 65k an hour. And then nobody else got 200 mil for two years after he did. So he was kind of like the only person that did mining back in the early days of old school. What was what was the most respectable skill back then, would you say? Was it mining? Or was it... Yeah, definitely mining. Because uh, the only other one that was as slow was... Well, I guess RC was, was significantly slower because people did nats. So... RC was kind of in a different league, but it had the appeal of being profitable and not being quite as click intensive as mining. Was lavas just not something that people did back then? No, no not at all. Lavas didn't happen for several years after old school. I'm trying to think what exactly. Partly it was the advent of GE, I think. Um, but also there was an issue with binding necklaces i think they used to have an odd number of charges which made it a huge pain and uh and also i think that because people didn't play alts back then people actually did rely on runecrafting nats to be able to afford maxing so doing something like lavas was kind of out of the question because of that as well Mm, okay but yeah other than rc mining was pretty much the most challenging skill and also just didn't have a lot of appeal because there wasn't much profit there yeah you just, just sat there and just dropped everything yeah yeah so in the early days of old school just very few people were interested in doing that over all the other things you could be doing and you had to bring i just remember his, he would have water skins too just like yeah the, the, the amount of quality of life we have crazy so did you ever feel so you go in for 200 mil mining did you ever feel like you kind of wish you could have had what acid soul had like those really shitty rates or were you happy that you could kind of get it done twice as fast um that's a good question i i do think that 4g is more fun than vanilla 2s2g because it's just got a bit more to it um, but it definitely like my 200 mil mining is not at all the same as acid souls. It's like a thousand fewer hours and it's just different. Yeah. So, and he had no yeah, competition either. His... He he didn't have anybody no. to race. He just did it. Yeah. Not at all. He was just doing it for him. It's <laughs> insane. Um, so once you completed 200 mil mining, what was your thoughts? I know people have probably heard your videos and stuff of kind of your thoughts, thought process at the time, but yeah, I was, I was really happy with it, of course, but also like didn't know what to do after that. Like I had some like small things that I would just was waiting to do, like some quests that had come out and like achievement diaries or whatever else, that kind of little stuff. But I didn't really know what other big goal I wanted to go for after that because mining at that point, mining was kind of like still the most 
difficult 200 mil other than RC. And so that's why eventually I landed on doing RC and I was doing it with Lavas. Um, and it was slower. I think I was getting like 75k an hour. Um, but it still just didn't feel as good. I think because the there were more people that had done 200 mil and were going for it, so it didn't feel quite as like unique. Um, I, I mean, if I had kept going, I could have still gotten a top 10 rank, which would have been pretty cool by today's standards. But at the time, I was like not as excited about that, I guess. And uh, yeah, I guess after mining, nothing ever felt as exciting and interesting. And it was hard to find that motivation to do anything else as grindy yeah so do you feel like it was kind of about the rank almost it's just kind of about like pioneering something i feel like yeah that was kind of like the appeal yeah it was just really cool to be doing something that like hadn't really been done other than by acid soul yeah and also the competition with aj definitely kept me going and like kept me from getting sidetracked at any point yeah, I think it, I don't know. The stars aligned to do that, but for sure. No, I I definitely feel like a lot of players, myself included, I really like prestigious goals, just something that like nobody's really done before. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big thing that appeals to me and the type of thing that I look for in in this game is like doing something that few people or no people have done, like playing in a different way, going for a new grind. That's part of why I'm not as interested in pay to play anymore. It's because it feels like everything's been done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There is uh, obviously different modes and stuff, but for like mains, it's, it's all been done multiple times. Every skill. Yeah. And... Yeah. Like every, every front page 200 mil is completely full and has been for a long time now. And pretty soon 4.6 is going to be front page too. Yeah. Like I think within a, within like six months or a year, I think it'll be filled yeah so, pretty crazy i know it is it's nuts yeah i remember uh link's titan getting it and i was like yeah it was insane i mean link's titan was just <laughs> in another league it was ridiculous when he came on the scene so he was pretty well known in rs3 right like yeah i think he was fairly well known i hadn't heard of him because i was kind of out of the rs3 but uh, he was like RS3 game at that point. He was like fully max in RS3, correct? Yeah, he was Forsberg eight. I think he had two hundred mil all, and then he was playing old school on Link's Titan as an alt. I think he was doing Nats, yeah, and then transferring the GP to RS3. And then once he maxed RS3, he switched over to old school as a main. Absolute animal. And he, yeah, he was just doing insane <laughs> hours, like 18 hours a day for months and months and months and months and months. So I've heard the argument that Vestfold could have been rank one if he just maintained what he was doing, but he burned out. Um, do you... I'm not sure. Again, like I didn't even play back then. It's just something I heard. Like he had a big lead, but he let it go. He did have a big lead. Um, and so did Sick Nerd. Um, was it just the intimidation? Lynx, <laughs> like, oh god, Links—it's inevitable. Yeah, I mean, Links was just like an unstoppable force, and he did eventually slow down. But this was years after Sicknerd Invest had yeah. burned. Um, yeah, I, 
I mean, it, it's a toss-up. Like, it was years and years before anyone was going to get 200 mil all at that point. So it easily could have been sick nerd or vest if they'd if they'd kept at it. But I still think that Lynx had the highest highest likelihood of getting it first. Yeah. I know uh, Sean Bay started late as well. I think he's another person that people have said that he could have, if he had started on release. I know Lynx also didn't start on release either, but he could have had a chance of getting rank one it's what i heard yeah, but again Bay, he was going hard the game gets devalued so like of course he had faster rates for a lot of it but yeah 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 i remember links doing hunter that was one of the skills he did earlier on and his hunter month was just insane it was like over 500 hours black chins <laughs> oh my god it's yeah. like he did it like it was nothing insane <laughs> That's unreal. Yeah, no, that was definitely like a more exciting time for skilling. Uh, I I know you don't play the main anymore. We'll get into it of, of kind of what you do now and your outlook on the game. But <clears throat> do you feel like skilling will ever be the same now that uh, top page is almost full and everything? Like, I don't know. I just feel like the golden days of skilling and stuff and achieving things at rank one are just over and it's just yeah personal now yeah it's it's all kind of been done now which you know is inevitable i guess if there isn't if there aren't new skills coming out Mm -hmm. um but i mean there's still lots of high ranks open for you know like non-main game modes but even those are starting to fill up a bit but yeah i mean it's never it's never going to be the same like you can't just you know start grinding before everybody else and get rank one the way yeah. you could in the in the early days but i'm sure there's still room for discovering new methods and that kind of thing yeah. beating the existing records that kind of stuff so you play a free-to-play ultimate iron man yes currently named terra throne correct is it still terra throne mm-hmm so what what's the story behind that? What made you start that? Did you start it during the main uh, and just kind of gradually shift into it? Or what? what's the journey of that account? Yeah, um, I started it actually shortly before I started doing mining. I started it in 2015 or at the end of the year. Uh, I think because I had started following a few free-to-play players like Paws and then I discovered the free-to-play Ultimate Iron Man like play style. I watched some videos by Disciple, who was like basically the my acid soul of free-to-play. He was like the huge, uh, just beast at the time and big motivation. And just I saw some of his videos of the of the skilling methods that he was doing, and it was like, you know, mining gold at the crafting guild, teleporting to Falador, smelting it, walking back, or just like chopping willow trees and burning them. Just like these really nostalgic methods and i was like wow this just looks totally different from everything i've been doing for years at this point and just has a lot of it has a lot of potential because there's not a lot of people doing it something different it feels a little closer to how i would play when i was a kid but also it's really grindy which is something that i still really enjoyed so kind of kind of all the different pieces aligned there and i just thought it looked really cool and wanted to try it so i did and then i was just training range because that was kind of the first thing to do 
and then I started doing mining and then I I completely stopped it because I didn't want to play any other accounts but I was the whole time I was doing mining I was really looking forward to playing it again um so once I finished mining I got right back to it and I was playing it side by side with my main for quite a while after that and then I was doing that pretty consistently until I decided to stop playing in general which was in 2017 and then I just stopped both accounts and when I came back more casually I decided to only play the free-to-play just because I wasn't as interested in in main methods anymore okay so 2017 you had decided that you were done with the game pretty much Mm -hmm. like at least a hiatus for a long time but what was the build-up that finally uh cracked or whatever like what was the thing that finally just made you uh because you were also i mean you were a youtuber you were a a twitch uh streamer and uh what made you just kind of put everything on hold was it just the game was yeah i don't know you you can go into it yeah yeah um there were a lot of things that had you know been slowly building up like as i mentioned earlier i was i never found quite as much excitement for the game after mining uh, i was kind of just continuing the habit i still enjoyed it for sure but it wasn't quite as exciting as it was with mining and i was training runecrafting for quite a long time i i was i think i stopped at like 110 so i'd gotten a good like 1500 hours into rc with lavas and I was just gradually chipping away at that. But I was just getting more and more discontent with the direction of the game, the direction of the community. I really hated that the the shift towards alts was just becoming the standard for pay-to-play competitive skilling. And I never wanted to play alts, and I didn't like it. And I was kind of falling behind because of that. And all of that kind of frustration and disinterest was slowly building up, and mostly what was keeping me going was just the habit of it and the enjoyment of streaming and that kind of thing. And then in late 2017, uh, I was my girlfriend at the time broke up with me, and we had been together for like seven years. So we had been together since middle school. Wow. And... So that was like a very, very significant thing in my life. Yeah. And at that point, you know, it was such a big, you know, shock to my whole system that I just decided to make changes in my life in general um, to try to sort of start a new chapter. And part of that was I decided to put the game aside for a while uh, to just open up time for other things because I just wasn't getting the same, the same enjoyment and stuff out of it as I was in previous years and it was taking up still just a huge amount of my time. So really I just wanted to branch out and, you know, live IRL a little bit more. Yeah. And, uh, How was that? Cause you also um, got into fitness as well, which was something yeah, I'm so assuming pretty foreign to you into, at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that was the same time that I got into lifting weights. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was a big shift for sure. I I was uh, working an internship at the time. It was like a six-month full-time thing. So I kind of just stopped playing in the evenings, basically. I wasn't playing quite as much then as I did at certain times in college when I had more free time. But, like, I was no longer, you know, clicking on nights on my phone while I was going to and from work and that kind of thing. I was just, like, chilling. Yeah. And I, I like, played a few other games a little bit, and I got back into some hobbies that I had been into when I was younger, like piano and skateboarding. Um, And I kind of just was, like, trying to focus a bit more on making friends and being more social because I, like, didn't have much of a social life, obviously, when I was playing RuneScape, like, 10 hours a day. Yeah. How... I'm actually curious, how was that uh, making friends? Because I feel like for a lot of people listening, I'm assuming, in our 20s and with COVID especially. I mean, obviously it wasn't COVID at that time, but um, what were some of the things that you did to make friends in real life? Yeah, it's hard. Um, luckily, I was still in college then, so it's a bit easier when you are That's true. You know, in classes and around a lot of people who are similar age similar interests and stuff so i i made some friends I, I just you know made more of an effort to like talk to people and, and maybe actually like, hang out with them people. instead of making excuses like yeah like we exactly, all kind yeah. of know yeah <laughs> rather just play runescape yeah exactly in my first couple of years of college i was super guilty of that like any yeah. opportunities i had at making friends i just blew it off yeah which is something i i deeply regret mm. um but yeah, I mean, I did make some pretty good friends in my later years of college, some of whom I still talk to and hang out with. And I made a pretty good group of friends at my second internship that I did, which was 2018. Unfortunately, I haven't seen many of them in a while. COVID kind of killed off all of my not-so-close friendships, which yeah. is a huge bummer. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of just tried to change my mindset a bit now that I didn't have the constant thought in the back of my mind of like anything that I do that isn't RuneScape is a loss of XP. <laughs> yeah. um, it changes how you think of it, of course. Absolutely. Is that combined with like actually making a conscious effort to, you know, talk and respond to people? Um, it worked and I made a few friends. There was, um, I think there's like, shit, I'm kind of, kind of brain farting right now. I just had it. I'm losing it. Uh, something about, um, balance in RuneScape. There are players that can't even enjoy the game if they can't invest everything into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know that feeling very well. Cause that, that was like, especially when I started coming back to the game a little bit, but still playing casually um it's you can't play in the same way and you can't find the same enjoyment in the game it's it's different because a lot of the enjoyment when you're playing 10 plus hours is the ranks because actually playing that much kind of sucks um (laughs) and when you're only playing a few hours you're just logging in to do something that you actually enjoy and you're not looking at ranks so it's it's a pretty different thing uh for your account now uh uim free to play 
what is it about? Is it just about you enjoying a few hours here and there? Or uh, do you still kind of like the ranks or the the leveling? Like, I, I have no idea about free-to-play Ultimate Iron Man ranks or anything, but what what, it, yeah, what I mean, keeps I, it enjoyable I now? I definitely pay less attention to the, the gains and the ranks and stuff, but I still look at it a little bit. It's a lot less competitive. Most yeah. most free for the players are a lot more casual, which is kind of nice. Um, I'm still basically playing with the same play style, like going for 99s, doing efficient skilling methods. Um, but yeah, it's just I'll, like significantly scaled down. Like sometimes I log in for an hour. Sometimes I don't log in for a week. Sometimes I play a bit more. Recently, in the past couple of weeks, I've been playing a little bit more just because I'm getting close to some 99s and I have that extra bit of motivation. But it's still, you know, like 20-hour weeks at most. Yeah. What, um... Okay, you're you're kind of a purist, I think, with a uh, game. Would, would you... Again, I don't even play free-to-play, so this is just probably a stupid question, but what do you think about... <laughs> skill capes or max capes in free to play obviously no uh, perks involved but yeah i think i'd personally still vote no just because doesn't feel like free to play and yeah. i personally don't really care for them that much like i don't i don't really do the 99s to get the capes but i wouldn't be like super bothered by it i think i would just personally vote no because it would it would just feel weird and yeah. i kind of like that free-to-play doesn't change very much okay so what is the average day in your life just real real quick just gonna be brief but like (laughs) so yeah just go into it like okay let me rephrase an average day where you do play some runescape okay um well usually get up at like 9 9 30 up on the work computer i've been working from home since like covid first started um and most of the time i don't play during work but for the past like week i've been afking use a bit during work just because i want to finish these 99s but most of the time i won't play at all during work and then if i have nothing going on in the evening i might hop on after work at like six or seven maybe play for like half an hour or an hour have dinner watch some tv or whatever else and then maybe play again later on for like half an hour or an hour nice so what do you think about working at home because of covid do you enjoy it or do you kind of miss the chance to i think connect with people yeah i mean that is the thing that i miss for sure is you know just seeing people regularly and like i i was you know making a few casual friends at work just from seeing them every day and all of that is gone. The only people I ever talk to are people on my direct team. Um, so I, I do kind of wish that I could go into the office. Well, I mean, I can go into the office right now, but not very many people do. So it kind of defeats the point. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's super convenient. I don't have to commute. I don't have to like buy lunch. I don't have to, um, you know, be in the office when I'm not doing work. Um, and also these days I go to the gym and like in the middle of the day, I just leave home, go to the gym, come back. Um, and that's fine. Like I can just work whenever. 
so the flexibility and the the time saved from not having to commute is is really nice and i think going forward even after if there is an after uh after covid i'm probably only going to end up going in like once a week at most that's pretty nice i guess that's pretty chill yeah i like it my hope is that like there will be a day of the week where my team and maybe other other teams are more likely to go in just go in like once in a while to get the you know like actually talking to real human beings yeah but still have the convenience most of the time so do you ever miss playing uh like do you ever have like these little moments where you kind of wish you could kind of like invest a bunch of time into runescape i'm assuming those moments would pass if you even have them in the first place but for sure yeah i mean i definitely have have those thoughts like if i'm logging in in the evening playing for like an hour sometimes i just get that like you know that motivation in my head and like this is cool i just want to (laughs) like fucking go crazy on this shit yeah and you know just pass all these casuals but it it's just funny because like i mean i wasn't always a streamer or a youtuber i didn't always put in this many hours into the game but uh i just remember working a job you know i was working full-time i'd work at like this factory and the mm-hmm. entire day i'm just thinking of playing runescape like that's all I was oh thinking yeah about. just yeah especially for me when i was in uh middle and high school all day long at school i was just thinking about playing runescape <laughs> yeah. and i would like write things down in my notebook <laughs> I'd, like watch it that kind of thing i was just yeah. so into the game and like not being able to play it or even look at anything related to it at all for like 10 hours in the day i was just like so pent up (laughs) that's just so funny like so i'm i I know it sounds weird to say like it's a blessing to have not played as much in my childhood so i only played from ages 9 to 12 and then i quit Mm -hmm. um and so i got to enjoy a lot of like social life throughout middle school and high school for the most part that's good even like the beginning of college and stuff but like then you know my roommate kind of got me into the game and it kind of ignited something where i was just thinking about the game nonstop because everything was just so magical like i didn't know anything about the game and so it was just like learning stuff and then i made an iron man and then that was like just a whole learning process i was just basically always had the wiki open learning so many things yeah yeah so fun uh, i remember like yeah i do the same thing when i was younger just like trolling the wiki it's like page after page after page just absorbing everything no and that's uh, but there's a balance to be had because like as soon as you have all the free time in the world it's just not as it just doesn't have the same feeling as like when you're it's very different something else yeah yeah when you're waking up early in the morning and immediately logging on and playing all day long it feels very very different than when you're waking up going to something you're not very interested in staying there for 10 hours and then going <laughs> yeah. home and playing. Oh my gosh. It's funny. I wonder. Um, so I was listening to a podcast. It was more like of a scientific podcast. I think it was actually Lex Friedman. I don't know if you listened to him, but no, he, I haven't heard of him. He was uh, interviewing a person that was talking about like um, kind of like addictions and also talking about, how people used to think, I guess doctors and stuff used to think there was like people with an addictive personality. 
like that mm. that was what it was called like an addictive personality whereas i guess what is now better known as just um i'm not a doctor by the way i'm just showing putting <laughs> that out there so don't take this as medical advice or anything but like i think it's more of a i for, I honestly i forget what they kind of said about it but it's not it's not like you're born with like an addictive personality or anything it's just like things are addictive yeah i'm trying to i shouldn't have even brought this up because now i'm just butchering it i'm trying to think of what they said i'm curious to know because i always had heard that like addictive personality rhetoric and kind of figured that i must have something like that yeah i don't i don't think it it, you know what i'll have to get back to you on it because i want to i literally have the podcast like i listened to it a, a few weeks ago so bring it up but it was just interesting because i'm hearing these things where it's like i always just thought oh i have an addictive personality because i like these things but really is just um i think they kind of talk about it a little bit of just what your dude i'm ruining this but it's like kind of just what you're focused on and it can change and uh i guess saying that like if if you were to say you have an addictive personality literally everybody has an addictive personality because everyone's human and everyone has these like attachments to certain things yes yeah. yeah for sure some are just more well not more like visible i guess yeah and some are more damaging also yes yeah uh yeah it was interesting um but i just think I don't know, like, I I guess when I started streaming and stuff, I wanted to just being kind of, like, enslaved to, like, these (laughs) factories, just, like, just working jobs I just didn't want to work and having no actual, uh, uh, I don't know, not being able to, like, work my way through the company or anything. It's just kind of like a dead-end job in a way. Like, that was just so depressing to me, and I really wanted to live more of a passionate life like something that i really love and um, yeah definitely yeah no it's just it's just interesting to i don't know i guess i just wanted to ask that question about if you still have those kind of feelings to play the game because just like invest everything into it because of that totally but also another thing is that nowadays oftentimes if i play for like three or four hours straight then i started to get bored which mm-hmm. is something something different than i used to i used to just i mean it's it's all a habit thing like back then i was just so much so much in the habit that i didn't really get bored because i always had things to entertain me yeah and now i'm like kind of out of that and the game is boring sometimes like there are a lot of things in this game that are so boring yeah <laughs> and i i can only imagine free to play ultimate that is almost like you're almost capped at a certain amount of hours per day before it just gets like really tedious at least with members you got like there is a lot of updates especially since you've been gone yeah from the main game but no absolutely it gets boring and like i uh i don't think i've ever been that kind of player to play for ranks exactly as in like play on mobile i never play on mobile like if i'm if i'm off my computer i'm off my computer um except for when i was maxing i I wanted to max by a certain date, so I was definitely cutting redwoods and stuff on my phone. But yeah, that, that's like the only time I would ever play on mobile is yeah, if I'm like AFKing use these days because I just want to get this shit done. Yeah, but the actual gameplay is kind of miserable. It's definitely <laughs> better on like a tablet. Yeah. But 
clicking logs in my inventory on oh, it's my horrible. tiny phone screen. I remember I was, I was I was taking walks uh, when I was maxing. I would like go on a walk or something for an hour or so. Just like the sun is just beating down on screen. I'm trying to chop these redwoods. <laughs> I can't see a damn thing. Just like, yeah. like I don't even know if my inventory is full. Like, it was bad. It was just obnoxious. It was just, ugh, I can't play this game if it's not just me chilling on my computer. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Okay, I kind of want to uh, go into some Twitter topics. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I guess we'll just kind of start from the beginning. I know they're all kind of jumbled up. I think, like, the ones that I see first, you are going to see in the middle or something. I think that's how Twitter works. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, um, Adam asks, you, seem pretty, you seemed pretty adamant. Uh, your time on RS was over after below Ice Mountain passed a pole. What kept you playing? Yeah, that's a good question. I did tweet about it um, when they released the dev blog about below Ice Mountain and like the specifics of all the different methods. And they sort of released some XP that we kind of extrapolated to rates that seemed much higher than a lot of the existing methods. And it was also that there were just so many things in there. There was combat, runecrafting, prayer, fishing, um, mining, and smithing. So it affected like more than half of the of the skills on free to play, specifically for Iron Man. I don't think we were worried about regs so much, but for Iron Man, it was going to basically. It, it seemed like it was going to basically be the most efficient training for almost every skill. Yeah, it, and it was just going to completely change the metagame. It really did just seem like the new hub everyone would just go to, like this new Ice yeah. Mountain, just everything's yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, so I was obviously like worried about that. It was, it had the potential to completely change my account, and none of the methods sounded super appealing. And also, I just don't really want to be doing completely new stuff. Part of the reason I like playing this account is because it's very like familiar classic runescape content yeah um so after seeing that it just didn't really feel like it was worth playing because it seemed pretty likely that all of this was going to happen and everything was going to change and i wasn't really that invested in the game in the first place i was just playing a couple hours here and there so i was like yeah this doesn't just doesn't seem worth it anymore like i'm not going to keep putting time into this if it's just gonna completely change yeah. So once they announced that, I stopped playing, and I think I stopped playing for like three or four months or something. I don't know. I I, I was taking a look at my graph on Temple, and there's like a, you know, this slow upwards and then just a flat line for a while. And then it came out, and it was pretty bad, and it's not efficient for anything on free to play Iron Man. So, uh. It turned out to be kind of nothing. So after like a few weeks after it came out, I logged in again, did a little bit of wood cutting, and have kind of gotten back into my casual groove. Um. So kind of extending onto that. Uh, oops, Tanner Dino asks, "What would be an update that would improve the free-to-play meta?" or something that you would personally like to see. Um, because obviously the game 
if nothing ever changes, if no metas ever change, it's kind of dull, but it's a very, with RuneScape players, it's definitely a very, very fine line of what can be good for the game yeah. or not. Yeah. So what would you suggest? Um, people have talked about adding fletching and or agility to free to play. And I think fletching could be kind of fun to have. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of free to play agility, but fletching could be kind of cool. I mean, it makes sense. You you can craft a lot of the items that you would use in free to play, and they could still cap cap it at either maple or U bows if they wanted to add U bows to free to play. Um. So I think that would be kind of cool. It would be something new. They've do, they've done that in RS three. Um. I think it would be nice to also see the ice giant boss. It's kind of an, a logical progression there, since there's the hill giant and the moss giant boss. And it'd be cool if they made an ice giant boss, gave it some good mechanics, and maybe made ice giants a a possible contender for the efficient uh, combat grind. Which is are those ogresses? Those still like the meta? It's yeah. I mean, ogresses are kind of the obvious choice because their drop table is just off the charts compared to anything else in free to play. I guess that's one other thing I would probably do is nerf ogresses a bit. But at this point, the damage has kind of already been done. But interestingly enough, there uh, hill giants and moss giants aren't actually as bad as they would seem at first. Their drops are a lot worse, but the extra prayer XP that you get is is pretty significant. And um, some like the runes from ogres are almost overkill, and you could do some methods to save a lot of runes that aren't that much slower and get away with doing a lot of monster hill giants for faster combat and faster prior XP. So I heard Tanner was really wanting uh, the Bryophyte as Essence to be made free-to-play. What are your... Oh, yeah, he has that. His, his Twitter <laughs> name, doesn't he? He's got, like... Yeah, <laughs> it's literally in his Twitter name. Uh, he's... I don't know. He's got a few thousand keys stacked up. And yeah, yeah, he like, does. Okay, first of he all, killed so many. That is actually stupid. Like, it, it's just so funny because um, we have members, Iron Man, most of the time that are trying to get their master clue item, their Bryophyte's essence, and it is just like the most hellish grind to just grind a hundred keys. Like, it's like brutal, and we have like max gear and everything. And then you see Tanner over here with like five thousand keys that he hasn't even opened yet. Just like, oh, yeah, I don't understand. He's put so many hours into Hill Giants and Lost Giants. Oh god! So I think what... I agree with him on that though. Yeah, I, I like the the Bryophyta's staff is really not very good. It's not. It's not even worth using unless you have a Tome of Fire. So for yeah. free to play regs, it's better to just use a Fire Staff. <laughs> is it really? Okay, yeah, because, this is a very negligible save, isn't it? Like, yeah, the one price out of, of 20 five fire runes is worth more than a 15th <laughs> of a nature rune. So That is so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's kind of dumb. So if they were to add it to free-to-play, I think they should. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Maybe buff it a little bit too. Maybe like 1 in 10 instead of 1 in 15 chance or something. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it could be a cool item for free-to-play Ironman because nature runes are a lot more valuable for free-to-play Ironman. Like it would be worth using it. Yeah, because you and... could just buy the fires. Yeah, exactly. And GP is like unlimited pretty much wait i guess you could buy nats too right no you can't you can't buy nats laws or cosmics really yeah so that makes things interesting that's you can't whoa you can't buy laws nope you have to get them from monster drops wow okay yeah that's why is that wait isn't i thought aubrey sold all those no he only sells elementals and then Body chaos, death, mind. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't, I never use him. I just assumed it was like the magic guild. Yeah, that's one of the things I really like about free to play is that you gotta it, work if it for weren't for that, yeah, you have to like grinding combats has a huge impact on training other skills because of teleports and superheats. So it's a really cool interaction between combats and smithing and crafting and runecrafting that's something i really i'm very much uh, like an overall player for this game like i love pvm i love skilling i love clues and everything and mm-hmm. the thing that really pisses me off is that shopscape is such a big part of the game mode yeah where i really wish it was more iron man focused where you gather your runes through runecrafting I, I yeah I, i've been I've been ruminating about making a no shops Iron Man, maybe probably free to play still, but the reason I don't is because I don't really want to play two accounts, and because in the long term the methods wouldn't be that different. But yeah, the idea of like having room crafting actually be useful, yeah. and and also if they added fletching, you could you could use the bars that you smith and the logs that you chop to make arrows, which would be pretty cool. Yeah, I like I like. I mean, that's part of why Iron Man is fun is because you, the skills are actually useful and you're not just grinding them for the sake of it. Yep. So having more of that is cool. Yeah, I, I know you're not very familiar with, like, normal Iron Man metas and members, but, like, something yeah, I, I really don't like is when there's, like, a resource that's, like, helping out another skill, but then it ends, like, randomly, where it's, like, similar to fletching, I'm assuming, where, like, you have these arrow tips or whatever maybe i don't even know if you can fletch arrow tips oh no you can't fletch it all i guess but wait are you able to smith arrow tips in free to play no so they would have to add that if they were to add fletching to free to play yeah but it's like something like that where like crafting in iron man is like mine sand grow seaweed make glass orbs and then they just sit in your bank yeah. And I've always been a big fan of like, okay, what if you could actually use those orbs in Dorgashin and actually get like EHP rates to run around the city fixing lamps that give crafting XP rather than a thousand fire making XP. 
like something yeah, that just like accents the skill in a nice like really nicely yeah so i'd be a big fan of that i'd, I'd vote yes i don't know if there's really polls like that like i don't know if I really do wonder what's going to happen to the polling system because I think Jagex... Yeah, it seems like there's a bit more discontent with it these days than there used yeah, to be. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? I know you don't really care as much, but... Yeah, it's, it's a tricky topic. I mean, it always has been, I guess. I've I've obviously found the polling system to be very frustrating a lot of times, especially in the past, because I... And I, I mean, this is part of my general frustration with a lot of the community is just that I didn't think the the majority of players knew it was best for the game, mm-hmm. which is kind of the fundamental issue. Um, but what better system is there? Because I also don't think Jagex always does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's just like anything with uh, even real life, like having a democracy or just yeah it's Let, not letting great, the government do everything there. oh my god what's what's worse yeah 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 i guess we'll have to see i think um i don't know it it's just it's so hard the game has come so far since its release and i want to say you you would know better but i want to say like things well i guess like quality of life polls tended to uh pass early on but like a lot of content polls i think were fails i could be mistaken but yeah i mean it was definitely a lot more common for things to fail it seems like more recently almost everything passes no matter what yeah yep i still have a little bit of faith in the community based on like boss slayer that was gonna be like a thing and just crazy rewards from it like a new ring of wealth that just shout out stuff (laughs) and so you'd the whole meta to making money would just be like barraging in the neck, but like barraging neck reels or jellies in the catacombs off task, basically. <laughs> like, oh wow, it was it was ridiculous seeing all that. Yeah, that sounds a little op. <laughs> yeah, so we just literally scrapped it. I was like, thank God. Like, there there was some cool things to it, but yeah, I, I have a little bit of trust in the community still, so it's nice. Okay. um Whale asks, you were the first dude I ever saw playing Boards of Canada on stream, which inspired me to just play whatever I want to. What have you been listening to lately? Hmm. That's interesting because I guess I probably they're probably right, but I don't really listen to Boards of Canada that much. Um, but lately I've been... I don't know, my, my music taste I think has become a little bit less or like my interest in music in general has definitely decreased a bit since I have been playing less RS. And also, I guess, I don't know, just in the past like couple of years, it's been a bit different. Like I used to always be searching for new music and discovering new stuff. And I think that the progression of my music taste has been a lot slower, mm. but I still listen to a lot of the same old stuff that I used to. Um, I've been into I used to only be into more like chill, like semi-ambient type of techno. And these days I've been listening to more like classic techno and some like higher BPM techno, which has been fun. Um, I think there was, there's a a German DJ that I came across from one of Bodhi's streams that I really like now that I've been listening to. Um, but yeah, I still am kind of 
into the same stuff I used to be, like trance, techno, um, like minimal techno, and then also some metal still. Yeah, I I think there's something with RuneScape that leads people to listen to electronic music. I don't really know what that is. I don't know if that's how you feel either, but... Yeah, I mean, I've thought about that too, because, like, it is what most streamers play. It's either, like, drum and bass, trance, or techno most of the time. Yeah. Um, Sometimes, like, rock, I guess, but that's very rare now. Yeah, yeah. Especially with skilling streams, it was, like, almost always trance or drum and bass, or sometimes techno. Like, I was very into alternative indie music in high school. I had a friend that was just always showing me new artists and stuff. I was, like, just really into it. And then I, as soon as I started playing RuneScape, it was, like, classic sort of trance, electronic. I still was listening to my alternative stuff, and then it was just, like, full-on trance now. Yeah, I think it's a community thing. Like, it's just part of the, it's part of the community that a lot of people are into similar music. Yeah. And also, I mean, shout out to trance music the player for really bringing trance to the mainstream who was trance music i uh obviously (laughs) i know some stories of him and stuff but uh how was he as a player and like i guess how did he He influence the game he was uh pretty high ranked in the early early old school he was hexus general um pretty chill guy he made some youtube videos he was always a bit more like sarcastic and put on the front of like not taking things as seriously but also was doing like insane records and stuff and was very (laughs) high ranked um he used to stream a fair amount he did a lot of nats um because he was still playing in the no alt times so he did like a insane uh nat rc month and he was also he he pioneered a lot of like really hyper like micro efficient methods and he was using a lot of AHK and stuff too. He wasn't doing any non one to one, but he was making some pretty nutty scripts for like banking super fast and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um Yeah, he was pretty cool. Um he was also involved in the two tick woodcutting discovery and was one of the people doing the hours there. So he was he was like just high up in Hexas for a long time. And then he he met his kryptonite and uh <laughs> He fell off. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, that was uh, interesting. I think her name was yeah. It was, it was a wild time. Hannah. Poison Ivy, right? Was that yeah, her name? Poison Ivy. She was maxed, right? Like she was a player. Yeah, she was a she was a player. I think she was maxed. Um, and she just had a really weird history. I don't know all the details, but it seemed like she just really got off on like manipulating men over the internet, and she had like a pretty. <laughs> notable so history weird. of that before uh finding trance or aka stew um are they okay i think they got married I... they did get married okay. he like bought her some like really expensive ring i think that they're still together this last time oh, he, wow. he streams wow right now he seems actually you know pretty pretty stable i guess Wow, yeah. So I, the, I part of the question there also is like how much of it was just a weird 
thing that they were doing for the internet and how much of it was real. I don't know if we'll ever really know. Interesting. I I think uh, whenever I hear trance music, I just think of his little rant on YouTube of him talking about skillers on like like up and coming skillers on the high scores. <laughs> yeah, those are so funny <laughs> i know and then he just came up on Link's titan she's like oh yeah this guy like he's shit basically <laughs> you yeah, see all the comments in the section old trans videos are really funny they are i like see i like gems like that i wasn't even around at that time but i i just love that because it's like ancient history basically to me and a I lot know. of the hexus podcasts yeah. um i i had it's asked weird to- to think about uh, all that stuff is like so ancient now oh it's so feels like a while ago but it also doesn't for me it's crazy uh randy i know he's like privatized a lot of them because there are some uh you know maybe some inappropriate stuff but oh yeah i had had some huge moments on the hexes (laughs) podcast when i was like 18 years old or whatever (laughs) hopefully those are not publicly available yeah no i don't think any of them are publicly available um up until like episode 70 or something but i got uh, some permission to privately view them by myself uh (laughs) nice just just a few of like the early classics and oh my god just such a throwback such a throwback so and you were in i think uh one of the later ones i listened to it was just cool to hear like how you used to play back then and stuff and just it was just a different time seriously yeah it's crazy it was super different yeah i used to love being on those i was on a fair amount of them yeah no you were like a regular for a while i think mm-hmm. euro is asking uh if we would talk or if you would talk about early osrs efficiency 2013 to 2014 and xp devaluation yeah, sure. It's a broad topic. Um, uh, well, in the early in in the early days, Jevrum was going for Max, and there were a few others, but nobody was as experienced with crazy grinding as Jevrum was. So it wasn't surprising that he maxed first. Um, and everything was obviously a lot slower. Um, I'm trying to think. Like Slayer was twenty five k an hour, uh, mining was sixty k, sixty five k maybe. Rune crafting was twenty five k with Nats. Jesus. Um, so yeah, it was, I think it was like three thousand something hours for night for max total back then, and Jebrum did it in like eight months or something like that. So pretty crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Um, and what were uh like what were buyable XP rates? Were those still like high? Didn't just assume yeah, that mean, you would get your stuff. Yeah, they're still pretty high. You'd still do magics for fire making and well, I guess now you do redwoods, but I mean magics are still like three hundred K an hour, yeah. Maybe more. Um Smithing was actually quite a bit slower because you would superheat with goldsmith gauntlets. That was the best thing you could do mm. because buying uh, Addy bars was not sustainable. There wasn't a good enough source for ores or bars. Um, and crafting, most people would do battle staves, but you would do dehyde if you could. It just was hard to buy 
high amounts of dehyde. Mm. Um, prayer was about the same. Bones on the altar. And you could uh, one tick them? Oh, I guess you had to right click, but everyone would just use AHK, right? Yeah, yeah. You, I'm pretty sure you could one tick them on release. You just had to do the right clicks, yeah. yeah. Construction was like a lot more tedious and definitely slower because the interfaces were different, but it was still pretty fast. Um, farming was not very different. Herb lore was obviously a pain to get the supplies. That was the main issue, but the tr- the actual training was similar. Cooking was always easy. Yeah. <laughs> the cooking cape was always... I don't mm-hmm. think that'll ever be uh, changed. Cooking cape. It's your first 99. It's just... Well, except for Iron Man. That's fire making cape now, I guess. But Yeah, Winter Todd has really <laughs> solidified that. Yeah. Uh, wait, you were playing around Winter Todd. What, what did you think about that? And yeah, you was... also played a, around Zaya RC. Yes. Jesus Christ. I was mad about both. <laughs> yeah, me too. Unsurprisingly. I think... I know, uh, I think if you were an Iron Man at the time, <clears throat> you would have been very pissed off about uh, the prayer altar in the wilderness. Just completely cut in half. Absolutely cut in half prayer. Yeah. <laughs> Lelador yeah. was just so pissed because he was like rank one prayer. Like 30 yeah, something. crazy. Would have been 60 I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. yeah I, just... I mean, I remember people doing like pest control for prayer also. Especially ultimates would do pest control, I think. Yep. And other than that, it was just like green drags. Yep. Forever. Yeah, literally. It's crazy how easy prayer is now. It's actually insane. Uh, I don't know if you've even seen, but there's like ashes now that drop from like Necreals, Abyssal Demons and stuff that give. Yeah, that must change it a lot. Oh, it's it's insane. And now there's like an ash scatterer that just scatters it for you. So like all those tasks and, and you can also bank it and get three times the xp mm-hmm. it's crazy it's so easy it used to be like one of the most respectable skills for irons that's just and it i don't even know how long it takes on ultimate iron man to get 99 prayer what is that what's the xp rate for that like ehp on free to play yeah ultimate uh yeah i guess it wouldn't matter if it's iron man or ultimate would it yeah i mean the fastest xp is boneyard which is uh, doing it just normal hopping, I think, is like 11k XP an hour. And there's a new method that Tanner figured out called double hopping. Yeah. Where you have two clients open and you can shorten the hopping time. That seems obnoxious. That... Oh, wait, have you tried yeah. that, by the way? No, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm I'm planning to try it out once I'm done with wood coning and fire making on my ultimate. See if See what it's like. Because it does seem like it has the potential to increase prayer by almost fifty percent. Wow, pretty big deal. Yeah. But also, you get passive prayer XP from killing monsters that drop big bones, especially. So that's true. If you can stand it, then it's more <laughs> efficient to do you know like a hundred and something mil combat XP on hill giants or moss giants, and you get zero time ninety nine prayer. Yeah. Crazy, just. At least we still have like that kind of. We still have that game mode, you know. Like if yeah, for the exactly for the crazy people that love those like super slow XP rates. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons I really enjoy free play Iron Man is because there still are 
skills like that that are just so slow and grindy, even just for 99. Yeah. And that's what's cool is like you get a 99 and it's like that basically is a 200 mil in like the main game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 99 runecrafting takes, I think it must be slower than any 200 mil on pay to play at this point. Yeah, it has to. I think the slowest now is room crafting in in uh, the main game, which is I don't even know. I guess if it was main, I think. Well, I guess I'm thinking of Iron Man. I don't even know because Sepul or Agility used to be the slowest. Now it's Sepulchers pretty fast. But yeah, I guess EHP I think... rates room crafting is actually really fast now. But yeah, with with runners, you get like over 200k or something. It probably still is agility, but agility is like 100k an hour at Sepulchre, isn't it? Yeah. it's Some dude did a 30-hour 102 or 103k average. Damn. That's crazy. That's insane. So, yeah, the slowest 200 mil is still under 2k hours then. Did you ever hear of uh, a player... Um, I think you've heard of him. In fact, I almost I want to say you almost made a video of him. Uh, Kepi42. Yes. Yeah. He's an interesting one. I don't know anything about him like personally, but Me neither. I know he was playing uh, Ultimate Iron Man. He did 200 mil agility, and then he was going for 200 mil crafting on Trana. Yes. Glass blowing, which is like, I don't even know the rate, but it was very Dude, slow. It's like, it's like less than 20K, I think. Yeah. I remember looking yeah, at... interesting one. Yeah, I remember looking at his account. He's For those listening, he is rank one agility for irons too not just ultimates right yeah he just rushed that and then i saw him he was actually one of my inspirations because initially i kind of i was intrigued to go for a 200 mil on my iron man which was going to be crafting because i really loved it i really was not i think anybody going for their first 200 mil doesn't really fully understand the extent of like what you're planning on doing oh yeah (laughs) if you you do then you'll you'll quit it's better not to and uh no but i was like kind of tempted uh but i remember kepi 42 on the high scores i was like wow like this guy's done this for this many hours you know if he's doing it like the efficient way and then i looked and he hasn't even done lunars because he's literally 42 combat yeah and i was like wait what is he doing then and people told me he's getting like 20k xp an hour or something on (laughs) toronto i'm like no like oh my god this dude's insane and then he just it was around that time where he just stopped gaining xp and he just left like i don't i don't know what happened to him yeah i wonder if he was friendly with anyone i wonder if anyone was talking to him you have no idea but yeah i mean i'm assuming you've heard of min level skill also yes i watch uh, a lot of pause youtube videos yeah his his account is probably the craziest account in the game in my opinion is he go? I think I heard that he's going for twenty-five mil room crafting. Or, yeah, from what I've heard, that's his goal. And ten thousand hours of ten thousand hours. Dear God, yeah, two point five kxp an hour. If that's, mm-hmm. like, God damn. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. He's a machine. Yeah, that's actually insane. What would you say are like? Uh, I don't. I don't even know what to ask. Just there's there are so many goats in this game that are just absolute beasts. He's one of them. I have yeah. I have no 
I have no clue, like actually about him. Does he? Is he social? Or does he's he? O- he's always in the the W three eight five clan chat. So, mm. and I think he might even keep his PMs on. I think he's pretty accessible. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't talked to him in a while, but he doesn't. I don't think he'll like reach out to you, but I think he'll respond if you talk to him. Yeah. Interesting. Crazy, crazy stuff to like not burn and to just continue that, which is yeah. That's the thing is like, he's like one of the few living legends of old school. Most <laughs> yeah. of them have quit. Oh, that's wait. Did he start then on release of Ultimate Iron Man, or just? Uh, I think he started a bit after, but I could be wrong. He was definitely very early on, but I'm not sure if he was there right away. Free to play actually came out after Iron Man came out. I'm pretty sure. Um, oh yeah, like you might be right. Disciple, Disciple was in right at the beginning, yeah. and, and that was like early 2015, I think. And does he still play Disciple? I don't think so. If so, very casually. He maxed though, like he maxed everything. No, he still has RC and prayer left. Oh wow! I thought he had maxed, so he just barely plays. Then is he? Do you think he'll finish? Kind of doubt it. I mean, he's still got a few thousand hours left. <laughs> it's just crazy. Just like, oh, that's insane. Yeah, prayer. I mean, there there are a decent amount of ultimates who have gotten to everything except prayer and RC now, but it's just like you're only like halfway there at best when you get to that point. All right, uh, switching topics. I want to uh, cover try too hard for you's topic. He's he asks why aren't there other games like RuneScape? This game scratches a mental itch that nothing else reaches for so many people. Why, in your opinions, have there been no replacement or even a competitor in the last twenty years? I mean, I wonder the same thing all the time because it would be fun to find another game that gives me this gives me the same you know like excitement and stuff as runescape did especially early on when i was still figuring out the game so far i haven't found it but i don't know i think part of it is that most games don't have as many hours you can sink into them and for it to still feel at least somewhat worth it um and also runescape just has a lot of content and has a very fleshed out like non-combat uh system where a lot of similar games are very focused on just combat yeah runescape is so unique and it's like do you want a game like because the beauty of runescape is it does take so many hours of investment but at the same time do you want that like do you actually want that like yeah i mean like right now definitely not personally like i don't want another game though i have to (laughs) spend thousands of hours to get up to the point where i'm anywhere but that's like the true fun of games is like true investment and just like diving in deep and just exploring everything about the game like that's what yeah i mean that's truly having the most fun is when you're really sucked in like that yeah the best time for me like the most excited i ever was was like making my first iron man just Mm -hmm. i could not get enough of the game could not get enough yeah, Iron Man definitely brings back some of the things that made the game special, like in the early days when we were playing as kids. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Okay. Um, well, this guy in the replies is saying New World is like RS scaling, but 100 times better. I've seen a lot of people playing New World. I have no idea about it. I haven't watched any videos on it or anything. Yeah, I actually it. watched like a couple YouTube videos, and then I watched a few streamers, including Luke's, a little bit. I didn't really get that much of an idea of what the game is like, but um, I think if I was... If I had more free time, maybe I'd give it a shot, but I kind of don't want to split my time anymore since I just play video games in general kind of not that much. Yeah. Um, I, I watched one, like, review of it on YouTube where this person rated it, like, I think, like, a 6 out of 10, and they said that it could be higher once they fix, like, some pretty minor things. So mm. maybe it will be like more worth playing in a few months time also um but yeah i don't know i would actually like to learn a little bit more about it because i don't know that much about like what makes it different than other fantasy mmos and that kind of thing yeah i i would need to look into it i know a, a lot of my friends are like playing it a lot so need to learn a little bit more about it okay seems cool uh, Respy asks, I'd love to hear his thoughts on the direction um, that has, or I, I think he's is trying to say, the game has been heading in the past couple of years. He was the one guy against a lot of new updates with new buffs way back in the day. And nowadays, a lot of people are just now starting to agree with his ideas from years ago. Mm. I guess I'm not as in touch with the the progression of the game and how the community is feeling about a lot of updates. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about that last part. I'm just reading it from him, but uh... (laughs) if that's true, then (laughs) I guess that's good. But I think there's always uh... players that do have those, but I would still say the the big majority just want everything to come out in the game. They don't really care about devaluation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, as I said, I've been kind of out of touch with a lot of the new content. So I can't really speak to it that much, but my impression is that the game has kind of continued down the path that it's always been going down since I was still playing actively. And in a way, I guess I feel kind of good that I let it let it go when I did because I don't think that the game has become like any more something that I would want to play than it was then. Mm-hmm. Do you think, this is my own question, is uh, do you think there would ever be an old school version, like the old, old school, you know, that could come out that would be appealing? Or do you think that time is just past? I don't know. I mean, people have been asking for that, both jokingly and seriously, for a fair amount of time at this point. What about you? You think you'd like that? Some, uh... like, 2004, 2005, just some, like, crazy, like old version that's just yeah i think if they did like a (laughs) if they did one that was even older than 2007 i would certainly give it a shot um i think that if they just did another vanilla old school 2007 i probably wouldn't bother because i've already played that through um but yeah putting it at a different time period could be interesting i've considered making like a like how Rigando made a 2005 Iron Man. That kind yeah. of thing seems pretty fun. Um, 
So yeah, if they release something like that, I would probably play it. But I have my doubts that they would do that. Yeah, because... and it just takes updates. Like regardless of if it's going to get updated or not, it always needs like bug fixes and yeah, bots yeah. and stuff. There's just always things that need to be upkept. What yeah, would and it's just further dividing the community, which yeah, I kind of doubt they want to do anymore. What what would you think about a league? So I mentioned this probably a year, year and a half ago or so. Actually, probably honestly two years ago at this point, because I think Twisted League was kind of what I was thinking of when they were coming out with the idea for leagues. And uh, what would you think of a vanilla league? Like for for a month or two, it's just like a reset. So it's like you're all mains and you're all just back in 2007, basically with like, everything that was out in 2013 like february 2013 of old school and just like you get to just kind of like relive nostalgia i guess for a month or two i don't know if you've even touched leagues ever i haven't but yeah i, haven't, I know enough about I haven't it played any of the leagues it, it does seem like it would be something that would be fun but the reason that i haven't played leagues is because it's temporary and exactly one of the things i like the most about runescape is that you don't lose progress yep so I, know. I don't think I would Ugh. actually put any grinding into it. I maybe would just log on to like mess around. Yeah. I know. There's just there's I don't know. And I mean, we get older as people and our interests kind of uh change and stuff. I I just don't feel like a game could ever be as appealing as when you're a child or when you're like a teenager, oh, yeah. you know. Absolutely. All right. Um Nasty is asking goals for the free to play Ultimate Iron Man after ninety nine woodcutting and fire making. Um, I think I'm gonna do a little bit of uh, hopping around before I get into another long grind. So I'm gonna round off a few skills. Um, gonna do some a little bit of rune crafting. Maybe try out some some of this double hop uh, boneyard prayer training and see what that looks like. Um, I'm thinking of doing some beginner clues and going for the the 600 beginner clues for the emote unlock and the collection log. And I might also do some castle wars and go for the at least the gold boots since they're best in slot. And maybe I would go for 800 tickets for the collection log. Um, what actually is max max collection log on free to play? Is there a number that? Uh, I want to say it's like 86 or 87 now, something like that. And I'm assuming plenty of people already have it. I don't think that many actually do. Um, there probably are at least a few people who do, but a lot of people don't have the stale baguette, which is a, you know, purely luck and can take forever if you're <laughs> unlucky. Um, yeah, I've been playing this game for, I, I made a Reddit post and everyone is talking about how much I've played on this account and, uh, I've only had one stale baguette in 600 days on this account, so yeah, it's go. crazy. Yeah. I haven't gotten one yet. Yeah, it's pretty um, pretty rare. Yeah, most of it isn't too hard. It's mostly just castle wars and beginner clues. It will take a little bit of time, and then uh, there's a bunch of new stuff with the below ice mountain, but I don't think that takes too long. And then it's just like you know, Bryo, Obor, uh, random events. It's more of a pain on ultimates because getting the random event items is actually pretty annoying. Okay. 
So just kind of like, uh, wait, what are the last skills you need to 99s? So you already uh, have a few. Yeah, I've got a few. Once I'm done with woodcutting and fire making, then I still have attack and defense to do for melees. Um, obviously, RC and prayer are the huge ones yeah. left. And then I still have to do crafting, which is going to take a pretty long time. Because that just... It's... Wait, wait, wait. What do you do for crafting? Is that crafting guild silver? Yeah, you can do crafting guild or you can do Varric Southwest with the Chronicle. And, and the hop teleports. Or in the yeah. double hop. Or yeah, so that became more viable once they added... Once they updated the Chronicle to have more charges and also once they added more free-to-play worlds. Mm. So that's a bit faster than crafting guild but still like below 20k an hour so that one's a pretty slow 99 and then i will have to do some smithing too but yeah mostly combats and then crafting and smithing and then the long uh prayer and rc grind which if i get that far i might just do post xp instead if i don't enjoy training those because there's such a high chance that eventually there's a method that's going to come out that's going to make them like 10 times faster yep all right serpentat serpent taxed at for, well first of all he says first off huge fan automology is the reason i joined the clan that i'm now staff member of and he was a huge inspiration to me playing in my play style wow. discussion topic in your opinion what was the best update to happen while you played your main and what was the worst i'm already going to guess the worst which was arc but you correct me if i'm <laughs> wrong yeah arc was pretty upsetting um definitely up there though I, honestly i would say looking back volcanic mine is probably worse because it seems like it's very afk and very high xp per hour for how afk it is so it seems like it changed the mining high scores quite a bit yeah now looking at like mains i guess thinking of because they rc was never like meta for mains it was it became meta for irons which is really annoying yeah, but, I mean, at best, it was, like, half the XP or a little over half the XP of Lavas. Yeah. Interesting. What did Whereas, you think about, like, running uh, runes? I know you had kind of, like, already left by that point when it became huge, like, ZMI running and then Lava running. Yeah, it's that's a tricky one because, like, most of the time it involves alts, which I, I'm not a huge fan of, but it does also create some actual player interaction which is kind of cool like i always thought that the old like air and nature rune crafting companies way back in like 06 07 were kind of a cool community like grassroots type of thing yeah um but obviously it was also like i had put so much time into solo lavas and the rates with runners and alts just blow it out of the water <laughs> yeah so I don't know, like, it changed the skill completely and also made RC have pretty much no appeal to me anymore because I personally don't really want to do that method and doing solo lavas is just trash compared to that. But at least it makes people talk to each other. <laughs> That's true. Okay, uh, Zach asks, what is your all-time favorite skilling method in the game? Ooh, it's a tricky one. Probably 4G, just because, you know, it was, that was the thing yeah. for so long. 
Um, but I really like uh, Grimhaven Agility also. I That was the other thing other than... I mean, I, I like Lava RC a lot too. Solo Lavas was really fun. Um, but yeah, doing Grimhaven to Tuner Mill was something that I really wanted to do for a while. But just never really never got to yeah but i think that brimhaven is a really cool course and you know it's it's approachable but also has a relatively high cap for like like fully optimizing which yep. i think cool it sounds like sepulcher is similar so at least it's not like from what i can tell it's not just like easy brain dead xp yeah i mean sepulcher is broken in many ways like rewards yeah isn't it like three mil like gp per hour and 100k xp yeah it's crazy it's absurd a little bit but but i will say like it is so much fun it's just so much fun it's so engaging it was a different time i would probably be into it yeah so that is like something like the fact that they were able to like husky and the team you know were able to develop that brings me a lot of hope for like future skilling methods i think it's really hard to make skilling methods like that with like gathering and buyables but mm-hmm. i think with thieving there there is potential for thieving to be more engaging rather than i mean obviously it's nostalgic pyramid plunder and stuff but clicking an npc a billion times isn't really like an amazing game design Thieving, yeah. and I feel like yeah. there could be something really cool, sepulcher-ish, not exactly the same, but something very engaging that's really fun for thieving. Yeah, I mean, I think I think like I haven't personally tried it, but it sounds like they definitely got sepulcher right, and yep. I think that a lot of things they released in the past, they made it sound like it was going to have more of those kind of characteristics, and didn't end up having them, like yeah. ARC, Winter Todd. <laughs> Um, that kind of thing and those had the potential to be pieces of content like sepulcher so maybe they finally figured it out a bit and maybe future um, skilling content will be a bit closer to that yeah we'll see because and i'm i i am in a way sort of a purist like i do like traditional methods like where you use urban tar or knife and log and stuff i think the rhythm to that is really engaging um and it's just nostalgic and it's charming it's like part of the game you know so i would hate for them to just come out with things like volcanic mine or stuff like that we're just all right there's there's no real rhythm to this just click on this rock afk for a minute like click on this like yeah yeah i mean volcanic mine is another one that sounded like it was gonna have a lot to it and then it seems like it just doesn't yeah yeah sepulcher is the one that's very it is click intensive in a way, but it's not tick manipulation tick um click intensive. It's just like and I wouldn't even say it's click intensive, it's just you have to focus. That's just what it is. Yeah. But it's like yeah. fun focus. And it's yeah. fast. I mean, I think that's that's ideal. Yeah. I personally also really like just like high APM simple skilling methods, but doing some some skilling that is actually like engaging and requires some thought and has some variation like that. But yeah isn't just like boring and afk and that kind of thing that that's that's i think where they should be going towards because they can't 
they can't release like new tick manipulation methods just seems kind of silly yeah the only thing i would want is like optimized um my okay so one of the examples is gem mining for uh for so many rocks besides like sandstone iron and granite there's a tick delay after mining Mm-hmm. And so if they remove that tick delay from all rocks, gem mining could become really fun. It could become like a like you do like a circular route around and then bank the gems. And it could be like three tick four G in a way. You just yeah, go to every cool. single rock. But it's more engaging than three tick four G with the camera set and dropping everything. Yeah. There's things like yeah, that, that would, which I wish were optimal. Change things a bit for free to play too, with silver and gold. That would I don't know how you feel about that. I think that would make the game so much more fluid and just way more fun i hate the little delay afterward yeah i think i would be in favor of that i mean it would boost rates yeah by a, a fair margin but like yeah. i don't know i think it'd be worth it i'm not i'm not that bothered by boosting rates if it comes with like more engaging and interesting skilling methods yeah i just hate it when they drop in brain dead <laughs> easy xp methods okay um this is an interesting question. What would it take for you to return to the main pay-to-play game mode? Uh, I mean, if they released a new skill and it seemed fun, maybe I would, I would train it. What would be um, a, a skill that... I mean, obviously, it would be Jagex coming up with like all the things to it, but what would be something you would like to do? That's yeah. That's the that's the tricky question. I don't know. What did you think about warding? Do you even think I about it really? I wasn't a huge fan, but I honestly don't remember exactly what it was. Now it was just it was kind of dull. It really didn't fit, in my opinion. It didn't really fit, and it was just basically like going to little places and <laughs> I don't even know. Honestly, it's like just sitting at these altars around the world and just making some enchantments or something i i honestly can't even remember sounds like divination yeah that's what people were saying i never played rs3 so i wouldn't know but i did i did divination when it came out i i kind of enjoyed it but it was kind of simple and a little bit contrived like it it didn't really make sense to me but it was just like another gathering skill it was kind of chill yeah i want sailing yeah i think so far sailing has been the best one they've come up with yeah there's a lot of potential to it yeah they could do so much with sailing <laughs> really good it it's funny because like sailing um it almost kind of reminds me of what ice mountain update and free to play could have been where it's just all of a sudden sailing becomes meta for every other skill but yeah like, that's the danger of it that is a danger but at the same time there's there needs to be some things that kind of get buffed for it because you don't want it to just be a dead skill that doesn't complement anything it's just so hard to balance yeah it's it's a tricky thing like they need to make it so that it interacts with other skills and other pieces of the game and obviously it's going to change them in probably some significant ways but we want those ways to like be good and be meaningful and not just like stomp all over the existing game yeah okay saw 141 says love the max order video how would you make it now? Uh, that would that would be kind of hard to answer. But would you play? Uh, I guess he's asking if you'd ever play 
pay to play again. And uh, he's also saying your fitness inspired me and talking about balance and balance is important in RS. And it seems many, he, he says it seems many in the HLC prioritize health. I wouldn't fully agree with that, but I, uh, there are definitely a lot that do. Yeah, it seems like the the HLC fitness community has has grown in my time, like since I've gotten into it. But I also I don't know whether it existed before or not because I wasn't into it then. Yeah. Um. There was a lot there. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad that my fitness journey was inspiring for this person. Um. What was the the first question? It was, uh, well, he loves the Max Order video. That was the first thing he said. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. how would you make it now? Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm too far detached <laughs> too from Too far the, out, yeah. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Is there even um, an order that you would do for free to play Ultimate? That would be yeah, like, I, absolutely optimal. Um, I mean, it depends whether you're going for Max or if you're going for 200 mil all. Because... That's true. Because like Prayer, yeah. for example, you just do melee. Yeah prayer would be zero time for 99 and also there's an interesting account named 5ent i don't know if he pronounces it like scent or what but he did 200 mil range straight up the gate at ogres and that got him i think like 96 prayer uh 90 something crafting just from gem drops just Uh, just crafting them not making them into jewelry just like yeah i think cutting them just crap cutting and dropping probably because wow. with alts it's not really worth trying to make jewelry. Um and also just an absurd amount of runes to use for superheating, for smithing and for teleports for crafting and RC. So his account like doing two normal range straight out the gate versus <laughs> that's that one's huge like... move for for efficiency. Like it knocks off so many crafting and prayer and smithing hours. Yeah. Yeah, but they if would, you're only going for 99s then it's still wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe it still would partially be worth it to go like way past 99 range, but I don't know how much past. Yeah, there's a lot of there's there's a fine balance with with combats on free to play iron, which is one of the things that makes it interesting is like finding the balance between doing monsters that give good combat xp that give good prayer xp and also that give good drops so that you can use to train other skills yeah i don't know if we want to go through a exhaustive list of exactly the order but yeah I needless could, to say I it's, make a video on that maybe that would be sick <laughs> that would actually be sick and i would love to hear the 200 mil all one because i think the kind of mindset for 200 mil all is the most intriguing um even though it's like obviously completely unrealistic especially for free to play it's never gonna happen unless they update (laughs) rc and prayer or uh we can set up Neuralink in our brains and live forever then maybe (laughs) it'll be possible yeah if if they didn't update free to play the first 200 mil all would maybe for an iron man would come in like maybe 20 30 years (laughs) wait like oh my god insane it's like i think it's like a hundred thousand hours or something <laughs> isn't it like a hundred thousand hours just for rc wait, wait how much how many hours is that like eighty thousand or something 
Yeah, actually, yeah, it's more than that. RC on on like not level three Iron Man, RC can be well for oh, ultimate true, it'd be like four to five k max. For regular Iron Man, it can be a bit faster because you can do you can bank S and do a suicide body mm. method. I don't know the exact overall rate for that, but maybe like seven k or something. Jeez. But for an alt, it'd still be like at least 40k hours for 200 mil RC, like 10 to 20k for prayer, 10k for crafting, 10k for smithing. God. Yeah, that's uh, insane. I feel like that would take more than 30 years. Well, maybe 30 years, like, actual days played on your account. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? That I would love to see a video on that, though. I think a lot of people would be interested. Yeah, that could be fun. I've been, like, I, I'm kind of down to make videos, but I just don't want to make one unless I really like the idea. And yeah. I just haven't come up with a lot of ideas. Okay. Shocky asks, do you have any regrets at all playing the game? Do you feel secure in the game's future? Why did you stop changing your cursor every week? Love you, Caleb. <laughs> uh, any regrets? That's that's probably the most complicated question, so I'll save that. Um, yeah, I guess I used to change my cursor kind of often, but haven't changed it in a while. But I kind of just like the old Windows cursors. Um, sorry, what was the, the middle question? Um do you feel secure in the game's future? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> what about? I mean, oh, so even like even like uh, free to play? Yeah, I mean, Blue Ice Mountain is a prime example. the The good thing is that free to play updates happen like very infrequently compared to pay to play updates. Yeah. So everything is just on a slower pace. But I mean, that update could have completely blown up everything in free to play, and there's no nothing saying that that couldn't happen again in the future. Yeah, that's true. I'm just enjoying it while I can. I get a little, I mean, I try to embrace most updates. I get really pissed off if like something comes out like the the Chaos Altar that was obnoxious. Things like that that are just completely devaluation for, I don't I don't even know, to please people. You're PKers. talking about the Prayer Altar? Yeah, like that yeah. kind of stuff. Like updates like that really irk me, but for the most part, I am... I am a well-balanced player, so I kind of like the new stuff that comes out. And I'm, I, with RuneScape, you just have to embrace it if you're going to play long term. You just have to embrace that things are going to get devalued, which sucks. But yeah, that's true. I spent a lot of time fighting it and um, yeah. didn't get very far, honestly, other than just a little frustration. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, any regrets? Yeah, so that's a big question. I actually considered making a video about this. I think I might have actually recorded a video, but I didn't like it and then never re-recorded it. Um, yeah, I mean, playing that many hours is a huge sacrifice because there's so many other things you could be doing with that time. And I think I do regret uh, like skipping out on a lot of... like things that i could have done in my first couple years of college because those are those are kind of a unique period of 
a person's life where there's just a lot of opportunities there and I didn't really take any of those opportunities mm-hmm. to try new things, meet new people, etc. So I definitely regret that. And I think I still could have played a good amount of RuneScape while also like having a bit of a social life and I didn't do that. Um, so yeah, that's probably my biggest regret. Um, I mean, when you think about it, there's, there's tons of other things I could have been doing too. I could be, I could be world-class at something if I put all those hours into <laughs> yeah. something else. The the typical Reddit argument. You could have learned yeah. five languages. Yeah. But realistically, I probably would have just been mostly still sitting in my room playing other video games or doing whatever else. Yeah. Like, I think it's important to recognize that at least to an extent, RuneScape is just a, something to do to have fun and relax, and everybody needs some time to do that. Like, you can't just replace all the time that you spent playing a chill video game with, you know, something intense like learning new things or, yeah. like, grinding some IRL skill or whatever. Yeah, that's a good outlook, I feel like. Do you... So, kind of, like, countering it, um, I... Me personally, I don't know if I really regret many things because there's obviously things in my life that like I would have done differently now, but like I'm fine that they've happened and it's just kind of like it's a learning experience. I just yeah. wonder for you, <clears throat> I mean, you seem very, I don't know, like at least to me, you never know really what's going on, but you seem happy and fulfilled for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I I did pretty well in college. I have a pretty good job that I'm happy with now. And, like, my life is not very stressful. So I'm pretty happy with what I've been able to do. But, do you, think, you know, everybody has their issues. Yeah, do you think the contrast of you having the past that you did of, you know, maybe you think just playing way too many hours and could have done other things, do you think, like, the contrast, though, of where you are now, like, the contrast beforehand helped get you to where you are because it you mean just, like, like you just wanted to change, like, like you needed a shift in your life is what you're kind of saying. But would that shift have come if it wasn't so imbalanced initially? Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying mm. this properly. No, that's, that's a good question. It's hard to say. It's just, um, I don't know. It's just about kind of like regrets or not. Like I tend me personally, I just tend not to look at regrets as in like, man, and I know, I know it's not like you're dwelling on them, but yeah, I would say I, I don't really dwell on it that much and I don't really think about it that much, but if I am to reflect on it, yeah, I would have done a few things differently for sure. Okay. But I mean, there's overall, I'm, I'm happy with a lot of what I did and it's, it was a very interesting and unique experience to be a YouTuber and a streamer in the time period that I was. And yeah. it's, it's great to still have people who are still following me and still like my content and stuff, even after all this time. And also it was a, a way to support myself financially while I was in college. Yeah. And that's, there are benefits to what you did. I yeah, know there's for sure. Clearly, it's probably not, as Reddit would say, the most healthy lifestyle because they're all experts and doctors. But <laughs> yeah, no, that's um, yeah. 
yeah, I would say my life was kind of imbalanced, but it wasn't, it wasn't just like an all bad thing. It's just that I would change the balance of my priorities a little bit if I were to do it again. Okay, I'm trying to look at some topics here. A lot have kind of been asked already, so I'm trying to skip over the ones that are we've kind of already covered. Um, so you had kind of mentioned this, but Mandrew asks in one of his tweets, the JMods have mentioned a few times that they might add agility to free-to-play. And it sounded like you were sort of opposed to that. I'll just continue his topic. He says... There could be a level one course in the Lombridge Swamp, followed by Draenor, Alcarid, Varrock, and then Fally would be like the arty course of free-to-play. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, this has been talked about a fair amount. Um, agility, like, it would be fun, though the Faldor course is kind of a shit course, so... <laughs> it's it'd be kind horrible. Of fun to I hate do that, that course. For like, and I think it's like 20k an hour or something, isn't it? So it has to do bad. a lot of hours there. So that being the the course, just that in itself is one reason I don't want it. What if a wilderness um, course was a thing? Oh, no, wait, that's in above 50. Shit. Yeah, it is. But Willy course is pretty fun. Yeah. I would definitely prefer that to Fally. But the main impact, other than just another skill that's slow and boring, is uh, it would change, it would affect any skill that where you're running, which would be a pretty big deal for Iron Man especially. So yeah. it would make smithing, crafting, uh, rune crafting a lot faster. And you already know if they added ag- agility, they would just make the apothecary be able to make stams with your marks of grace. <laughs> like, you just already know that's going to happen. Yeah, I wonder if you would get marks in free play. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like it doesn't. It wouldn't really add much, and Valley Course would suck. And it would just make the some of the existing skills a lot faster. But I mean, being able to run would obviously be nice, but walking is kind of a big part of free-to-play at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's I just find it funny that like everyone hates Valley Course. Everyone just fucking hates that course. It's just horrible. And even Canifis, like Canifis is worse XP slightly, but it's like that one's actually enjoyable. I don't know what it is about Valley. It just pisses me off. Yeah, I honestly, I've hardly even done it, but I... Don't do it. Yeah, a lot of people just skip it entirely. Like in in the main game, they'll just do Canifis to get more marks. Right. Okay. Chris Scholes is asking, advice for someone someone grinding 3-tick 4G long-term mining. Uh, An example, not to burn out. Um, I'll just cover all of them real quick. Are you still lifting? And then here's a good one. He wants you to tell a story about a positive experience with Jagex and a story about the most negative experience you've had with Jagex. <laughs> and then what do you think about the Steam client? All right. Uh, for long-term 4G grinding, um, it helps to have somebody to compete against, I guess. That was a huge thing for me. Um watch i would i'd cycle between like watching tv series if i needed a lot of distraction or watching like a stream or youtube video if i want like medium distraction 
or just listening to music if I was like really enjoying the, the grinding, but just doing like one thing on the side is probably not going to be sustainable enough to keep it like interesting for long term. So a lot of it is just about having something else that's keeping your brain occupied while you're clicking on rocks for thousands of hours. Yeah. Um, what was the next question? Are you still lifting? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm actually planning to make a, another video about it pretty soon, I think, because I've finished uh, a cut recently. So I'm at like a inflection point, I guess you could call it. Um, I was thinking of making that this week, and then my housemate got COVID, so now I'm not at home and don't have my setup to use. So it might it might be delayed a bit. But yeah, I'm still really enjoying weightlifting, and um, I still go like four days a week these days. That's it's just cool. Like, okay, do you feel pretty? I I know you uh, post progress pictures. How consistent are you for like? week by week do you do you have like off weeks where you just don't work out or are you pretty consistent i've definitely gotten better with my consistency in the past like year ish um it's been easier like with my job working from home because i can just go in the middle of the day it's easier than having to get up early before work yeah so it's one one fewer thing that makes it hard and I switched from a five-day to a four-day program, which gives me, like, one day in the middle of the week that I can kind of use as a floater if something comes up and I can't go that day. Mm-hmm. So that's made it easier to stay consistent on the four days. Um, and, yeah, I kind of just have, have really built it into the routine, and I feel a lot better if I go than if I don't go. So, yeah, yeah I've been my consistency has been good in the past year. Before that, it was pretty good, but not perfect. Okay, let's hear a story about positive experience with Jagex and a negative, the most negative experience. Mm. Um, I guess the positive experiences have mostly been like individual J mods who have, you know, taken the time to like respond and care about things that I or other players have been have brought up, which they often do, and that is something that I'll always appreciate because I know that it's like a difficult job and it's difficult to field all these different uh, ideas and feedback complaints, whatever from all different players with all different perspectives. And I think that a lot of the people that work there do a good job of that. Um, In the case of the ice mountain update, I don't actually remember which mod it wasn't. I can't, I can't really even remember most of the names of the mods these days because I've kind of lost track of them all. There's a million of them anyway. Yeah, it's crazy. The team has grown like crazy. Um, but one of the, one of the, I think community people or something, like I invited them into the free play Discord and they joined in, discussed with us pretty uh, intensely about the the update, the Ice Mountain update, and I, I appreciated that a lot. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think, I think that most of the mods are really good people who are doing their best with their job, and like a lot of the failures that Jagex has has had are not really the fault of individuals as much as the fault of like how the company is managed and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
obviously there've been lots of negative experiences, mostly with just the frustration of uh, trying to get through to both uh, members of the mod team and also players on like why you think a certain way and having people always like go on the defensive and assume that you think things that you don't or like vastly simplify things um, and just like not take things seriously. And there've been a lot of content updates that have just really missed the mark in my opinion, um, where they like the idea is there and the execution is just poor. Yeah. Yeah. Jagex makes fuck ups, but I will say I, I don't play like other games. And so I don't really have much to basis off, but I feel like the community involvement is just like next level jagex for the most part like jmod's completely going out of their way to go into communities and talk about rates and updates and make a huge effort like there's it's actually a lot of jmods now that are pretty active on twitch that'll just go to twitch streams like even in mine there'll, there'll be some that that are just chilling in there uh when an update hits they'll come in and see how everyone's enjoying it they'll totally cool asking questions and or answering questions of the chats and stuff like it's just like really cool community involvement yeah. so yeah that's awesome and like i as a as a software engineer i can't imagine like they must be just on it all the time and like putting so much energy into it like it is it is just a job but it seems like for a lot of them it's more than just a job yeah and like a lot of a lot of software engineering most people just treat it as a job so they they are doing something exceptional for sure yeah, absolutely. The fact that the fact that I'll ask a JMod just to come on my podcast and they're just, yeah, let's do it. We'll talk for three hours to me. Yeah. I mean, like after work. like <laughs> Yeah, that's you, like half a work day. Yeah, I'm like, you're not getting paid for this. You're just yeah. here discussing your passion and like this is your job. Like that's insane to me. All right. What do you think about the Steam client? I am a huge fan, and I play exclusively on the Steam client now. Um, it's got some nice features. The, I have been complaining on Twitter about a certain bug, but supposedly yeah, it's going to be fixed on Wednesday, so I'm looking forward to that. That's obnoxious that it took that long. It yeah, seems like I'm surprised it's fix. taking so long, but what are you going to do? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that it's a good direction, and it's nice that they're finally... Uh, like working with the client that it seems like it's a lot easier for them to release updates and um, like have support for, for more modern technology. Sorry. I was just clearing one thing from my thing. I haven't tried the steam client. Um, Mod Zuko's uh, I had her on the cast and she was talking a lot about it. She's like, that's like one of her projects she works on. The The cool thing about the Steam client is the potential they have for updates. So one of the things we were talking about is like HP, how like RuneLight takes a monster's HP just from like what it's seeing visually on the client rather than like internally, I guess. I'm not like a software engineer or anything, so I don't really know much, but what what's cool is they can get the exact amount of HP that a monster has and tell you exactly like real time, you know, 
rather than just having these visual cues through a third-party client so yeah yeah i mean it seems like well yeah i don't know that much about the the internals of jagex and stuff but i do know that they have like a proprietary programming language for the game which sounds like an absolute nightmare (laughs) um because it means that someone when they join has to learn a new programming language yeah which is just crazy um so i'm wondering if like this client is written in c plus plus so i'm guessing they probably don't have anything on top of that and it's actually just like a normal programming language that people use which probably just opens a lot of doors for them yeah no it's a it's cool it's exciting there's a lot of updates or there's a lot of plugins i should say on runelight that i can't live without right now so steam client eventually would be kind of cool but there's just way too many things currently that i can't live without so i'm addicted to plugins one of the things is um well i don't actually know if steam has gpu or not i think it might but i'm actually not sure i I think it does but i'm also not sure so gpu mode stretched fixed mode xbr so xbr is like the scaled by rules um scaling so when you multiply your client like your fixed client and you stretch it out exactly four times everything all the pixels basically xbr like multiplies the pixels really in a calculated manner to make it look really smooth and so the textures of your interfaces looks extremely smooth and i cannot like live without it now i've gotten addicted to do it hmm. and so I, yeah i'm curious about that because uh the Steam client does have interface scaling, which is one of the reasons I really like it because it means I don't have to turn down my monitor resolution or play on like a tiny ass little client. So I play on fixed though. So I'm I'm addicted to fixed mode, but okay. I like the stretched aspect. So I used to kind of play resizable back like in 2015 and then I hated how the interfaces like were microscopic in the corners. Mm-hmm. But I actually really enjoy fixed fixed that's just stretched larger so it just expands my str- my screen um, i think that steam client might be able to do that but i i pretty much only play resizable so i'm not actually sure i would need you know what one of these days i'm just gonna have to try the steam client because i actually haven't even tried it i just i just know that there's not enough on there currently but i would like to see personally what it already has to offer and what could be needed for yeah. me to switch over yeah i mean it's already like for me personally, it's already like ninety percent there in terms of stuff that I would like to see. The frame rate sounds amazing. That that alone, I think it's like uncapped or something or up to. Yeah, I think it is uncapped, and I think, but I think it will cap on your monitor's refresh rate. So, yeah, so I have one forty four, which would be yeah. Pretty... So I think yours would go that high. My monitors are sixty, so it just sits at like fifty nine point nine 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 nine. You actually play on a sixty hertz monitor yeah the monitors i play on are actually monitors that were at my office that were at my work desk and i took them home once lockdown happened but i've been using them for my pc instead of my work computer that's insane so have you experienced a higher refresh rate no okay as soon as you switch you will never be able to go back and that's (laughs) a promise like i swear you'll feel like the most sluggish like your mouse just can't move like almost so maybe yeah, stick to it and just em- embrace it while you can but as soon as you go higher it's it's over yeah my my old monitors were like super cheap 
Mm-hmm. I just got like the cheapest monitors I could get that were a decent size when I my my built my PC like ages ago, and I still use those for work now. But no, it, these monitors are like pretty high quality. Like they're four K and have like good yeah you know, whatever the fuck like good color and stuff probably yeah but they're still sixty hertz. Yeah, my brother had a sixty four K monitor and I brought it down here because I didn't think it would be a big deal because I was I was using seventy five hertz. I was like, oh, if I just go to a sixty, that won't be that big of a deal. Just literally going from seventy five to sixty was painful. Wow. And uh, I'm surprised that you actually did all that mining in sixty <laughs> because oh, click yeah, accuracy my... is improved like insane. Like it's an insane improvement with click accuracy. So I can imagine. Huh. now uh, no i i actually like want you to upgrade but at the same time like <laughs> you'll never be able to go back down so just make sure you can like afford the, the monitors initially and then yeah i've yeah. been thinking about maybe getting new monitors i would sense. love to hear if you actually upgrade i want you to tell me and preferably you upgrade to 144 that's like pretty standard now yeah i, I just want you to yeah but oh wait, also when you get the monitor you would already know this, but you have to actually change the refresh rate because they come default 60, but you can upgrade it with the settings to 144. Interesting. So, so I had a friend, I had a friend that 144. Yeah, no, no, no. I had a friend that bought uh, 144s and he was playing on 60 for like a year, and he had just <laughs> no idea. So yeah, I wonder why they do that. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it takes more power, like electricity, to yeah, do it. True. But. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I uh, I'm eventually wanting to switch to 240, even though that's like very negligible by the time you get to 144 already. But yeah, I feel like I've heard people say that like the human eye can't even tell the difference between past, past like 60. So I'm surprised. That so huge difference. Uh, I, I there's no way to explain it to you, but I'll just say your click accuracy will be so much better it will just improve dramatically once once you do it and it it won't even take like long to get used to it it'll probably take like an hour and then you'll never be able to go back it's just something about it it's like you know how like if you move your mouse really quickly across i know you already know this stuff i'm just pretty much explaining it to the the audience as well but like with a higher refresh rate you barely see like the little individual little marks where like the cursor's going when you move it really quickly across your screen it's just like a really smooth blur across rather than little individual points you can see yeah i'm on my my work macbook here i i'm i see just like one mouse cursor every like half inch or something yeah so it just doubles like it like with the 144 it's like you know it's a little bit more than double you'll see of them and then like 240 of course is just like you'd see like a million of them almost you slide it over interesting i don't know it's crazy though i would highly recommend switching but well it gives me an excuse to waste more money yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right um getting close to the end of our topics uh so let's see what we got um frey asks are there any respectable skills left on osrs if not for mains are there any on iron man um i mean on mains there's still there's not really anything that's like crazy slow but there's still some skills that are a couple thousand hours it seems so that's still like a pretty significant grind and it just gets harder 
the more restrictive you get. So once you get down to like free to play Iron Man, then yeah, there's tons of skills that are super grindy. So yeah. I think definitely yes. Um, and it's also all relative. Like you don't have to compare your achievements to everybody else. If you're, you know, doing bigger grinds than you were doing before and progressing in that way, then that's all you should really care about. I think. Yeah. Okay. Your son, Automology Jr. is, uh, who is that, by the way? Do you know? I have no idea. <laughs> they just kind of popped up on Twitter and asked if they could name themselves that. And I was like, sure. Uh, they asked, when are you making an OnlyFans? Uh, I didn't have it in the plans, but, well, they actually, are they going no porn now or is it? Is it they reverted it, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I th- I think at least that's I think it was like a publicity stunt. It had to have been. Maybe <laughs> you don't you don't have to post porn, right? No, you don't. It just so just... I can just post my videos on OnlyFans. Yeah, like your RuneScape videos, <laughs> or your gym videos. <laughs> yeah, I'll make some ASMR. Yeah, videos to fall asleep to. Some feet videos as well. <laughs> yeah. So no, nothing in the plans, but eventually, maybe potentially. Yeah, you know, you never know what the future holds. <laughs> okay, we already covered this one. Um, Wheel of Time, or I guess the Duck Chris was asking about polyphasic sleeping. Um, mm-hmm. Rills asks, do you miss playing RS like you used to play? Yeah, we talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, I'd say sometimes, fleetingly, but if I think about it, you know, from a more measured and logical standpoint i don't want to do it again but yeah i mean i definitely still have nostalgia for that time period yeah something that long term wouldn't be even sustainable at this point just even motivation wise but yeah and i just i don't think it would be healthy for my life to just continue doing that for yeah you know decades okay uh i am going to be wrapping things up with uh the typical question i ask which is a shout out to three individuals that you would uh and they could be just you know maybe content creators or just players or anybody in the osrs community that you feel like deserves a shout out not the top three but just three individuals you would like to give honorable mentions to Hmm. that's a tough one well there's the obvious candidates of like the people that I looked up to a lot and still do as players back in the day, but everybody knows who those people are. Yeah. Um, I think I'd like to give a shout out to a ultimate Iron Man player named Tro, who has been streaming fairly consistently recently. I just think he's a good streamer and I like his content. So shout out to him. Um, I don't watch that many Twitch streams anymore because I'm not super into like all the hardcore Iron Man and PVM content. But yeah. if there's like a a streamer that I'm familiar with that's doing some like skilling, I like UAM content too. Then that's always nice to see. Um, who else? Shout out to Tanner Dino for just being a, a free to play beast <laughs> and always being down for a good 
uh, EHP micro or macro efficiency chat. Um, uh, who else? Shout out to uh, this dude that I've been woodcutting with that I've been seeing here and there at use and having chats with because it's giving me a bit of nostalgia for <laughs> like 2010 when I used to just chat with random people in the game. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Good stuff. Yeah, I actually, uh, I have watched a tro. I, I've I've watched Tro streams here and there. I haven't watched him recently because I feel like he took a break for a while. I haven't seen him. Yeah, I actually haven't seen him on in a bit. Yeah, I think he's been doing like video editing, like paid video editing for YouTubers also mm. as a job. I like his uh, UIM name. I think it's MNML. I think like minimal. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's just clean. Yeah, I like his play style and I like his his uh, stream style yeah all right well uh caleb we're gonna wrap things up here it's an absolute pleasure having you on it's been close to three yeah. hours which is yeah. insane it's it's flown by i, I didn't realize it had been so long honestly <laughs> yeah. yeah thanks a lot for having me it's been really fun and uh best of luck with the the future of the podcast thank it's you very cool much to see that you've gotten so many so many big names on here Thank you. I, I at this point I kind of want to go back and listen to some of them. There, uh, yeah, no, there's a lot that are really good. I I don't know if I can even recommend any because they're all really good, but all of them have me in it, so I it's like painful sometimes <laughs> for me to <laughs> listen back. But yeah, yeah, um, I get that with, when I look back at my old videos. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's been an absolute pleasure, and we'll have your links in the description, so your Twitter. I'm going to have your YouTube and Twitch in there. I know you don't do as much, but we'll have both of them in there as well. So go follow awesome. and subscribe. Yeah. And yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to have linked or is that pretty much good? No, that's great. All right. Thank you very much, man. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.